Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 18th of October, 2018. This is The Gap, episode 441. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Goro is with me today. How are you on, Joe? Good. Pretty good. I mean... Yeah, you're doing all right? I'm doing okay. You know, could be, you know, playing some awesome game, but uh, I'm not, so I'm doing fine. Yeah, what I'm about you? Awesome How game. are you doing? You're playing... Uh, I'm good. Comparatively? <laughs> Comparatively? I, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Sure. Call of Duty has been fun this week. Yeah. And the basketball is yeah. back? Basketball's back. It's it's a good week. Yeah. Um, can't complain too much. True. Can't complain. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty came out, so we have been playing a bunch of that, but I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully people at home that are watching have been, like, enjoying... <laughs> like the change on um on youtube at least so we're still sort of working out the kinks but i feel like we've gotten most of it away like you can see me this week which is different right um, yeah i can see you yeah that's true i i'm using a um normally when you use like a webcam program you can only put like one output device at a time so i can't use it to capture and then you also watch what's going on like i can't put it output it to discord or something like that right um so I had to download like an application which basically sets up like a virtual webcam. So I'm outputting to a virtual webcam and then I can grab that feed from everything else and sort of output it to the other applications that we use. That's weird. Um, which is sort of like what we were doing with the audio side of things because it works in a similar way. When you capture audio devices, you can only capture one device at a time. And so it becomes this thing of like, all right, I've got to create virtual audio cables and then making all this other weird stuff um geez anyway so the first thing that i searched up was like virtual webcams and like how to do all this stuff um and i've got this application now and it was like one of the top ones and it's working like it seems to be working okay apart from the fact that my um my sort of computer slowed down a little bit so i'm thinking it's like farming bitcoins or something in the background yep um because it's got like porn ads on it as well oh which is, which is fun cool <laughs> but they're not showing pictures it's just like well, to a specific website when you said you were searching up for webcam software i immediately thought yeah you were gonna get a bunch of porn stuff yeah well what else do you use webcams for other than yeah <laughs> porn i guess and like business meetings remote business meetings you know yeah i guess so i guess uh yeah 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 uh, anyway, so if anyone has any suggestions out there, like different types of software, here's my here's um, my pitch. Here's my pitch. Yeah, uh, you shadow capture just the screen that Discord's on, right? So then you have us on two like images, like yeah, side by side, and then you just shadow capture the screen, and then you just that'll record my audio and your audio that's it that's a lot harder to then post do post productions whereas the way i've got it set up at the moment i don't have to do shit what it's all just working what post production is there to do like join them all together and join what together what are you joining together like your bits that i'm capturing and and then you won't be able to see me you don't have to capture my bits you just capture me on the screen and you can see me i can see me at the at like this point in time on Discord, and I can see you. I can see both of us at the same time on Discord. I could fucking record really? this shit. Nah. Yeah. I've got like fancy backgrounds and shit happening. 
yeah. this week's Call of Duty. We got Call of Duty backgrounds happening. That is all you'd have to like change, <laughs> and yeah. that's not that hard. Like some keyframe interval. I'm just saying, like video editing words. Words. Yeah. Uh, I don't really. Some know interlacing. Anything. That's it. Yeah. Um, trim. Uh, um, clip. Tr- trim. Clip. Yeah. Um, audio mixer. Clip, uh, group. Group it. Yep. And uh, and then render it. It's easy. I mean, what else is there to do? Why don't you? You should try rendering it in H.264 this time. Last time, uh, this is terrible for anyone who's just listening, uh, which is literally ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everyone. <laughs> but he uh, yeah. rendered the fucking show in dot avi for yeah. like it's fucking nineteen ninety nine or some shit, and it gave me the option to exit as well. I nearly did it. What are you editing in Windows Movie Maker or something? Like, Vegas. Fucking hell. What's what, why don't you have MP4? Um it, I think it is there. I just for whatever reason decided to go with that. You're cooked that mate. one. But we'll look at it. I'll see if it's quicker the next one. Of course it's going to be learning? quicker. It's definitely going to be quicker. It's going to be smaller. It's going to be better. Fuck, you should go H265. It's not like we need fucking high resolution shit. Like it's not going <laughs> to matter if there's a bit of blurring and stuff. That H two six five does sometimes. Just do it that way. You get like the, the entire fucking three hour podcast into like fucking two megabytes. It'll be fantastic. Mm. Just do it that way. Yeah, two megabytes. Right. Okay. Right. You're very confident. <laughs> Might be a slight exaggeration. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So video games. Video games. Uh, last week we talked let's talk about mobile games um last week we talked about piffle and you recommended i check out bricks and balls which um seems to be like the inspiration for piffle so piffle is a mobile game you throw fucking balls at bricks you try and blow them up and it's a puzzle game um i played a little bit more of that uh and then i also while we're recording last week grabbed bricks and balls and yeah man it's like exactly the same type of game except um not as artistically stylish yep it's very simplistic in terms of its art style but it's yeah it's exactly the same type of game with some slightly different mechanics in terms of different types of bricks um i think you're throwing way more balls than what you normally would i think it's like in pitfall you start off with about eight yeah and you can get up to upwards of 30 or 40 yeah where well at the stages i'm at at the moment um whereas in bricks and balls it's like you start off with like 55 <laughs> and then it's it's uh a lot quicker as well like the pace of it seems to go uh, a lot quicker yeah so yeah man I, I was pretty surprised um mainly because i'm i'm uh i'm not a fan of when you see games being made and then you see these like knockoffs of them come around like made out of places like china or somewhere in asia um where you've got these big games like you try and search for something like fucking angry birds and you get like 50 clones of it um and that's kind of how i feel about this game like i was i was sort of hyping up piffle a bit because i thought it was a really cool idea and it's really just an idea that they've taken from a different game and ripped it off and i feel pretty bad about that they've gussied gussied up bricks and balls yeah, they've made it pretty, uh, and chucked a bunch of microtransactions in there. Yep. There are microtransactions in 
Bricks and balls? Yeah, I think you you've got like gems or they something like that. Utterly pointless. I have never spent any money. I spent uh I didn't my wife spent money on and on our family plan to um to get rid of the ads. And that's it. Because you do get a yeah, lot right. of ads. But you get a lot of ads in every fucking free mobile game these days. And but aren't the ads in um bricks and balls like that you can sort of just press skip and yeah. off it goes. Yeah. It's not even like a watch it for thirty seconds. They're like five or... second dealios. Uh um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about that. Have you played much Bricks and Balls? No. <laughs> Cuz it's been a busy week for me. Fair enough. Um, um you, with you don't have to go to the Call toilet or anything. No. That's when I mostly once... play Bricks and Balls and then I will have like a 45 minute session on the toilet. Uh I'm up right. to level 309 and wow, it okay. is unbelievably difficult. It got it's I think at about 295. Uh, it started to get to a point where it was just crazy difficult. It was never, like, all the yeah. way up, it was working up, and it was like, fuck, this is a tough level. Like, I think I might have, like, almost reached my limit, and then I managed to push through a little bit further. I don't three-star every level. I two-star every level, because three-starring is, I think, impossible. Uh, but Is it worth it, though? Like, do you, what do you get out of it? It's just the challenge. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't get anything. I would, like, you sort of earn a few more of those gems uh, yep. with extra stars. Um, you can earn an extra 100 or so gems. Uh, I'd say I've left about 200 gems on, on the table, and you can use gems to buy, like, power-ups. Uh, but, like, that is literally one power-up I've left on the table, like, the, right. the value of a single power-up. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's like about two ninety five. It got to a point where it's it's just like holy shit, this is proper fucking tough. And every single level takes me dozens of attempts now, like probably mm. dozens of attempts. And that's not counting like because if you have a bad initial blast, you may as well start over. Uh, if you like, right. if you fuck up your second blast, you you might be able to like get out of it. But if you fuck up your first one. Just start over and try again because you're setting yourself up to fail, and like in so many in many of the the really late ones, there is there seems like there's only like one first step on that path to victory. Like every other first step is take it will take you in the wrong direction. Imagine the um, the fucking scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where they're stepping on the bricks. Uh, and there's just, there's one, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I guess, you know, the, mm. in, uh, in Hebrew, Jehovah starts with an I, whatever. Mm. Right. Yep. There's one letter I, and there's all these other letters. And if you stand on any other letters, you've already lost. But if you stand on the I, you, you've won and you just have to find yep. that first step. And then you can sort of work your way from there. And it doesn't like, it still doesn't matter there are points in a lot of these super late ones where it feels like you will reach like essentially a reset. Like the level continues, but you have wiped out enough of the bottom half of the screen, right? That uh, you've essentially reset and now you get another shot at your first step. And hmm. again, if you fuck up that first step, you have failed. Uh, it's just harder to tell that you failed at that point because you are 
unable to see how much further you have to go. Um, right. And yeah, like we're talking about like 400, uh, 450 bricks in a single, like single brick worth 450 and you only Hit get points. Yeah. yeah. And, and you've only got like 86 balls. So yeah. you're looking at like a minimum five shots to take out one of these bricks. Uh, and that's five rows. You just don't, you can't afford to only concentrate mm. on a single brick. You have to yeah. like, you have to bounce that shit well and right yeah it's just it's super tough but it's it just feels good when you manage to get through it i mean there's like certainly a, a large degree of randomness involved or mm. like it's not necessarily randomness it's just difficult enough to predict that it might as well be random uh so yeah like to that end uh there's a there's a bunch of randomness and with that randomness comes, I guess, uh, a little bit of disappointment when you fail. But if you do sure. succeed, uh, it's pretty easy to attribute it to your own skill. Because, like, when I say there's randomness, it's just, like, after enough fucking bounces, you can't fucking tell. And, like, there are power-ups that will spit shit in random, random mm. spots. But yeah, it's, it's all, it's controlled randomness. And so if you can control the randomness enough to actually succeed, then you, you feel like you've, you've done well. And yeah, like, like we said it last week, Bricks and Balls is the fucking, the PUBG to Pickles <laughs> Fortnite, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's just straight up, fuck it, this is Bricks and Balls. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I see that Luke has decided to go to close his, his toilet door. Uh, I'm just worried about the mirror. Because I can see... No, nah, just... In case my cats need to go poop. And then people don't want to be seeing that. Ah, okay. It'd be weird. Sure. I, I don't think you can see that. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is the... It doesn't do the spawning of bricks like in Piffle where the goo ones, if you don't kill them, then it kind of replicates. It doesn't do that, does it? No, there's nothing like yeah. that. Because uh, that's the only challenging part of that game so far is me, yeah, for me. Yeah. I talked about it last week where it's like, you've got to really focus on those bricks when they come around because they, um, yeah, they just break the, they can just break your game completely. Yep. Um, the other thing, I think you mentioned that um, the aiming is a bit wonky in Bricks and Balls. Like, it doesn't seem like the ball is going to go where you're aiming. Did you mention that last week? No. Uh, if if I did say like talk, say anything about that, it's it's mostly it's not that the ball doesn't go where you're aiming because it always does. It's uh, yeah. the re- like because it's all on a much smaller scale. Uh, the right. bricks are all smaller and stuff, so it's uh, it's much more generous and piffle when you like slot a ball past the corner uh like mm. it will go past the corner but in bricks and balls it collides with the corner itself so the path is rendered from the center of the ball and it doesn't take into account the width of the ball and so you yeah. can path a, a ball past a brick but have it collide anyway because you've taken it too close um so yeah, right. yeah. it does go where it, like you're aiming yeah, it's it just, just seems to me it was like a little bit you can get off or something. Uh, yeah, it seems a bit strange to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, man, it's a cool concept. Like, I, I, 
I'm glad you've opened my eyes up to um to this because I feel like I gave a lot of praise to Piffle last week. I, I think it's a very good game, but a bit disappointed that it's an Australian game that has um that has ripped off. Well, I mean, Jack. Crossy Road, right, was a rip off as well of like Frogger, basically. Right, but but I don't think but they I don't think like. See, that's that's it, right? I think Crossy Road is transformative, right? Transformative sure. of the Frogger concept into the Endless Runner concept. And I think yeah. that is very different to what Piffle has done to uh, Bricks and Balls. Because Bricks and Balls is transformative of the breakout concept, right? The, sure. the ball-brick coll- collision concept, right? That's what Bricks and Balls does. It's, it transforms that into a sort of uh, Tetris style thing piffle doesn't transform no no it's not transformative at all it is it's not doing anything with that genre it's like it's proper properly derivative that's what you would say like that's that's how you describe it It is derivative not like you know not a rip-off necessarily because it's certainly possible that people would come up with like the same idea independently and piffle does it in it's in its own very unique style but it is extremely derivative of the concept of uh, bricks and balls. If we recognize mm-hmm. that something has already been there, trodden that road before. I mean, fuck, there might be another, like there might be something before bricks and balls that <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not aware of. It's not like we're missing. Yeah. We're not fucking experts on the bricks and balls, the, the breakout clone uh, genre on the mobile yeah. platform. Yeah. Yeah, I love I, mean, I love Breakout as like I've always loved Breakout's always been one of my favorite games. You know, uh, I mean it. I think at its core, it's a, it's like the saddest version of Pong, right? Imagine Pong, but you play against yourself because you don't have any friends. Like that yeah. that kid who folds the table tennis up and hits the ball against the table tennis at, like it's a, a wall, so that he can play table tennis against himself because uh, yeah. he doesn't have any friends. Uh, but again, like that's a bit, that's my harsh interpretation of it. Cause as a twin, I always had like a player too. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, and it was like looking at the mirror. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I guess like Peggle, right. Is, is similar to that breakout type style, but yeah, but th- they changed that formula Shit, a little bit. Pe- like Peggle is transformative of puzzle bobble puzzle bobble is the one you mentioned last last week um yeah, yeah i think peggle and puzzle bobble are much closer uh related than hmm. than it is to breakout although you know puzzle bobble certainly uh i don't know draws pretty deep from the breakout well fuck i can't touch the desk um yeah don't touch the desk don't touch the desk <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Piffle, I don't think is a bad game. It's just that I I, I went into it thinking that they'd created this this was, cool yeah. idea. And it was like, oh, actually, it's just the same as the other games that are sort of out there. So, yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, it's not a bad game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's where I'm going with it. Anyway, should we talk about um, uh, Battlefield? Battlefield Five. 5. Let's go. Yeah. I played some of this uh, the other day, the single player. I went to an EA event yeah, um, where they showed off War Stories, which is the single player campaign, um, which they put in Battlefield 1. It's these like, self-contained short stories about soldiers in the war. And, um, and this time around, they're doing a very similar thing of the last game of, like, here's five short stories where you'll play as 
um, a soldier, and this is kind of what they went through and what happened. Uh, the creative or the the design director is back again from the last one. He um he was the one doing the tour in um around Australia, and so he has a little bit of experience going into this one. Um, basically, they showed us three of the levels um, that are going to be in the game. Yep. I will probably try and be a bit vague in terms of story plot points and spoilers because it is heavily story driven sure um and because they're very short one and a half two hour sort of contained stories i don't want to go like hey this is what happened at the end um and i'm sure they don't want us <laughs> spoiling that sort of thing but anyway um so yeah there's a handful of missions in there um the first one we checked out was called uh Nordley's, where you play as a young lady um whose mother has been captured by german Axis forces, and um, you go in to try and rescue her. And this particular sort of mission or campaign is set Wait, in like. Did you say German Axis forces? German forces. Nazis. Sorry. Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's set in uh, in Norway, this one. And right. it's like the snowy backdrop. Um, and the cool thing about this is you get skis and you get to ski around the environment, cool. which is interesting, like an interesting way of getting around. Yeah. And they're, they're quite big, like they're not, it's not an open world, um, but it's like a decent sized hub where you can sort of make your own way through the level. Like there's different paths you can take. Um, in the first mission in particular, I decided to go as stealthy as I could. Yeah. Um, the game sort of does have these sort of spots where there's like ammo crates um, or new weapons. And it's like, all right, here's a heavy machine gun or here's a silenced car 98 um, with a scope or, or here's a fucking rocket launcher or something like that. Like, and dynamite, like it gives you different options to kind of go through that level. If you want to play it stealth, you can go. If you want to just run in and just uh, shoot everybody, you can do it that way. Um, so I tried to take it as stealthy as I could. Um, you can you run up basically melee people in the back. Um, there are like, in this particular mission, there are like uh, alarms set up throughout the camps and you can go in and disable the alarms. It stops reinforcements from coming through sure. um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, so you're basically uh, looking for your mother and it sort of plays off into this this story about like, you find out that the Germans are trying to create um heavy water and eventually try and make a nuclear nuclear bomb and and you're trying to stop that and so that's kind of where that story takes off um yeah i think the main focus of this stuff is going to be heavily reliant on how good these stories are because it is um it is at the end of the day like a toned down sort of like it takes those concepts from battlefield and it tries to give you like these battlefield moments within a single player campaign right um but it's not it's not like what we've come to learn from um most shooters where it's this like or call of duty or things like doom we've seen recently where it's this push forward combat there's always things happening yeah um there, there are moments like that in some of these campaigns um but they do change up the pace quite a lot right and kind of let let you do it your own way um so that was the first one we saw in orderlies there was under the flag which was a one act we Nautilus, we played through the entire campaign um, to get a sense of sort of what happens from beginning to end. Um, 
uh, Under the Flag was a one. Uh, we played Act One from that one, mm. and you're basically a British um, SBS uh, soldier, right. and Special they. Yeah, I think it's something like that. I, I think I wrote it down, but let me. I've got my notes here, so cool. it looks like I'm looking down. That's because I am. Sure. Um, yeah, the basically the idea behind this is you're playing as this young man who whose father was a bit of a like a known person in in the British uh, around that area and a bit of a troublemaker, and I think the son is sort of going down that same path right and i because i talked to the dev about this to kind of get a bit backstory and an idea of what's going on because there is a cutscene, or there are cutscenes in this that sort of play out um and basically your character is sort of too off the rails for the normal military like it just he wouldn't work so the they're trying to put together this unit of rough sort of ragtag people and that's how that story sort of kicks off um right and you, you're in this small unit who sets off in a canoe and uh, is trying to go like behind enemy lines and um, and sort of disrupt the German forces from you know inside. And um, yeah, in that particular mission, you're basically trying to sabotage a bunch of planes um, that are there. And sure. yeah, again... Um, you can sort of play that one the same sort of way. I tried to go as stealthy as, as I could to take out a few people uh, at the start and then sort of all hell breaks loose. Things obviously don't go according to plan uh, during the mission. Um, and there's some cool battlefieldy type moments involving planes and all sorts of other things that sort of happen. Explosions or what not falling in front of you you're not painting the best word picture i'm gonna throw that out there i like i'm trying to avoid it spoiler they, yeah are the battlefield it's, moments the spoilers uh so like in this one in particular it's like you're trying to blow up a plane yeah. and you sort of put sticky dynamite on it it doesn't work and the plane takes off and all of a sudden the plane's coming after you and you're on foot oh. and you're trying to figure out how to how to deal with that Press Z. and yeah. Uh, the third act was. Hey, speaking of, playing... hang on. Were you playing sure. on console? No, we're playing PC. What? PC. I know, crazy, right? That is crazy. How many yeah. of the people there were playing on control? I don't. They didn't have controllers set up as far as I'm aware. What? They had That's mice crazy. and keyboard for everyone. I, I, lo- I ch- thought I checked, and I'm pretty sure it was mice and keyboard all around. That's amazing. Um, they would just like pick a station and Staggering. off you go. Yeah, off you go. Wow. Um, the third third map, the third campaign I played from the first act, you're playing as a French colonial soldier who enrolls um, to go and fight. And it's not really kind of what they expected. They get there, their weapons are taken from them, and all of a sudden they're filling sandbags. Oh, right. <laughs> and, cool. and like... Um, yeah, and complaining about it, like, "Hey, when are we gonna get? When are we, when am I gonna get my opportunity to sort of help Kill our Nazis. country?" Yeah, and then the opportunity does come up, and you end up um, in this operation. And that particular mission we were doing was a bit more offensive. It was you're in this forest. Oh. Um, there are bunkers everywhere. Um, there was one moment where you're sort of going down this um, this sort of incline, and it's like a 
I don't know, like it could have been like a maybe dried up river or some sort of valley, but you get to the bottom and then you start working your way up into like trenches and bunkers. Um, and then you start sort of holding uh, an enemy, like a, a defensive position as, as people start coming at you with tanks and whatnot. Um, yeah, so that one was a bit more run and gun focus, which is a different sort of style of pace. Uh, yeah, and so the thing I guess they're trying to really pay attention to is is look at stories that haven't been told in World War games, World War Two games in particular, because we've they talked about how like everybody's played Normandy, and like we've all seen that Normandy's a classic. Why the fuck wouldn't we want to? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we've like we've all seen that. So what they're trying to do is tell diverse stories that um, haven't been sort of explored before <laughs> and um yeah and so like that's that's their kind of deal with that one um like it, it wasn't anything mind-blowing what i saw um i guess we have to kind of wait and see i know that a, like a lot of people like the war stories in the first game yeah um in particular i know nate talked up the australian campaign i did too. quite a lot and I, I don't know if he was just being biased because it's an Australian campaign, or if it actually was the best one in that group. No, um, it was. Yeah, but like, I'm going to spoil the prologue for anybody that hasn't played it. Um, what I thought was really interesting about the prologue in Battlefield One, like everybody dies. You don't. You, you're playing through this game, and uh, it goes through all these perspectives of soldiers where you don't win. Like you're not a super soldier that ends up destroying all the enemy forces and saving the day it's about a regular soldier on the ground who tries their best and you end up not winning all of these situations i thought that was a bold choice and i think um we're going to see some of that stuff here this is kind of like the untold stories about you know people that aren't necessarily doing the the biggest and baddest things in the world but they're contributing in some way right and some of those people may not survive Mm. um and I think what's cool is that it's like short contained sort of stories that you can play. Like, I want to do this one. This sounds really cool to me. I want to jump in the aer- the, the plane and shoot down planes. Um, or I want to, you know, do these, this tank mission. Um, one of the last sort of war stories you can do is called The Last Tiger. Uh, and it's about the Tiger One tank in Germany and how like this enormous tank just shows up in the middle or towards the end of the world war and starts just fucking destroying all the other tanks and like nobody knows how to deal with this tank um and so what i I didn't get to see this mission um but they showed a short uh trailer for it i know there was a trailer that came out yesterday i have not seen it yet but i think it's one of the the trailers they showed us and um and they, they talked about how they want to put you in this like beefy ass tank and put you in like an unwinnable situation and see what happens. Um, and wait, I talked to the developer about like. Wait, hang on. You're piloting a Tiger. You're in a Tiger, tiger One. Are you a, a German? Yeah. So I'm about to say that. I'm sure I spoke <laughs> to the developer about um, playing as a German soldier and sort of what direction they're going with that. And if they're trying to get people to sort of sympathize with their. Um, like the reasoning for that or like like how are they trying to tell that story exactly um he touched on it 
<laughs> a little bit. So I've got an interview for that one going up. What did um, he say? Uh, When's the uh, interview up? Say- <laughs> It'll be up by the time you hear this. Read, like, go and read the whole thing on Survivor, right? Yeah, Survivor. So go and read the whole thing, absolutely. Give Luke the clicks, the clicks he deserves, but you gotta <laughs> fucking tell me. What the fuck did he yeah. say? I, I don't remember word for word because oh I haven't God. transcribed it yet, but he talked about how he's not, they're not trying to make people sympathize with what they're doing because obviously, you know, <laughs> it was them, but they're trying to tell unique stories and sort of give people. A, a, like a a look at how or what they were doing back then and so this is the highest fucking shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> they were nazis and they're yeah. just they're getting you to play as a nazi as the protagonist they're making a nazi know. a protagonist i don't know if it's a oh. protagonist how the fuck would it not be he's the he's the hero of his own story isn't he a protagonist doesn't need to be a good guy he might just get fucking destroyed at the end like, and then there's just, like, people teabagging him, like... If he's not the only one... Like, no. <laughs> what they have to do is disable the tank and drag him out of the tank and then fucking try him for war crimes. That's the only way they get away with this. That is insane. Mm. I cannot believe that they're going to do this. This is the yeah. fucking craziest shit I've ever heard. That's yeah. fucking crazy. So, anyway, you can go read uh, my, How can you my keep interview. dodging around the word Nazi? Oh, no, because I just... I'm not, I'm just, that's, I didn't write any of that stuff down, I wrote it just, because they all, I think, there's like little blurbs that sort of start at the beginning of each one, Yeah. Uh, and I just wrote down sort of like, here's the description, um, and because I couldn't play The Last Tiger, I don't know what the description was, So and that's the one where you play as that, um, but anyway, so yeah, you play as a Nazi tank, Could I nobody- think a tank driver, like, I don't actually know, I, I just... I just kind of saw the trailer and spoke to him about it, but that's the vibe I was going for. And he seemed to, um, he was very careful with the words. It took him a little while to answer that question. But once I do go through that interview and I'll, I'll transcribe it, it's, it's up there. It'll be, oh, I'll read it. Uh, I'm, I'm staggered. Like, especially, look, I'm always loath to, to sit, like, you know, the concept that everything is political now, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm never one to buy into it wholesale because I do think that you can, you can apoliticize, and I understand the 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 idea that you know being apolitical is a political statement in and of itself, but that doesn't make it sure. good or bad or whatever. Like trying to divorce yourself from politics, I can understand why you do it. But making, well, giving people the opportunity to play as fucking Nazis in the current uh, fucking the state the world is in, Mm. where Nazis are making a resurgence, where the fucking, where stupid fucking idiots in the Australian Senate are repeating fucking neo-nazi slogans and voting in favor of neo-nazi slogans and shit like and and in the states nazis are like doing whatever the fuck they want like (laughs) i cannot understand how you would have someone play as a nazi uh unless you do some shit to really fucking ream nazi nazism what are they called in the multiplayer the german forces Okay, German forces. 
Yeah. Look, I've always understood it uh, in multiplayer, right? Because I know that people don't want to play as Nazis and you are attempting to represent World War II in a multiplayer setting. And so you don't want to make people play as Nazis and you also don't want people who don't want, like, you don't want people to have a philosophical, uh, not physical, a moral objection to playing on one of the teams. And worse mm-hmm. still, you don't want people to have a fucking moral inclination to play on that team either. Good, f- like, fuck that. Uh, but like, yeah, so I've always understood it in fucking... But there's, there's no... Like, if you're telling personal stories about World War Two, you can't yeah. put a German dude in a fucking Tiger 1 and then pretend he's not a Nazi. Like... I guess we'll see when we get to play it. Maybe that's why they didn't let us play it. Yeah, maybe. And it, it was the last campaign that you could select. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure you can do those out of order, right? You could do it in the original out of order. You play whatever one you want. Yeah. Uh, and... I think the reason why it was locked is because it was a preview build. Um, right. Yeah. So, so anyway, no, nobody got to play it? No, no. There was a uh, prologue, which we got to play, I think, like certain bits from that, um, like certain bits in that campaign. Like you sort of start off as one person and it sort of brings you across to the next person. The prologue only goes for a couple minutes. So the, yes, there was a moment where I was in a tank. Right. Uh, fucking up other tanks but sure. I didn't get to play that campaign I played the prologue okay. um, the other cool thing the game does is all the voices um, are in their local language so you, as you're playing as this Norwegian hurdy gurdy birdy birdy gurdy birdy birdy everything is subtitled um, and I don't know if I other than the yeah the British obviously is in <laughs> British cheerio governor yeah, Let's all get that. in this canoe. Yeah. And, um, but otherwise, yeah, like all the other stories will be in their local language. So they they didn't, they talked about how not wanting to have this like fake German accent <laughs> speaking in English, you know, that you see in the movies and that sort of thing. They didn't want to do any of that. So everything's in, in their uh, local language, which is an interesting way to tell it. Sure. Um, anyway, so yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm interested to sort of see more of where it goes um i am not yeah (laughs) i'm not um yeah i I didn't play a lot of the war stories from the battlefield one i played like bits and pieces of them yeah so like it's interesting that we talk about this like um how single player games are dying and whatnot and and you've got a game we're about to talk about which is call of duty black ops it doesn't even have a single player Hmm. whereas battlefield has really changed the way they've done their single player um from these like bad company these long sort of 12 hour eight hour stories um to these short contained sort of um like pieces of content and how that sort of works so yeah i'm curious to see what happens with that but it was like it was fine it like wasn't doing anything revolutionary to me um i feel like you just in it for the stories for this one right if that's what you're gonna like so yeah yeah for me looks pretty like it looks fucking pretty yeah runs super well all the battlefieldy stuff but but like i don't go to play battlefield to play in the single player campaign whereas call of duty i would generally go and play that single player campaign because i enjoyed a lot of those stories in that 
and what they were doing. Um, but Battlefield is different for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, like, I, I think I was saying this yesterday to Nate. Uh, like, for me, the linear shooter where you move from point A to point B and shoot some things along the way, at this point in time, for me, that's it's basically a walking simulator. Like, I get nothing out of it anymore. I do not... Like, shooting mindless AI elements until I can reach the next points so I can learn some more story. Like, it's... Yeah. It, it does nothing for me anymore. Mm. Uh, I Like, I can't bring myself to enjoy those games. I need some fucking room to do my own thing to like handle things a certain way or to have some impact on the game world and if i don't have that then i've got literally no interest so sure battlefield 5 for me i mean i want to see what they do when they turn you into nazi but outside of that i've got very little interest in seeing what happens yeah yeah I i just don't care like yeah fuck's Call of Duty hasn't had a good single player in fucking years, so mm. I think getting rid of it was a fucking good idea, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, should we talk about that? Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4. Last week. How much of the regular multiplayer have you played, Luke? Um, Tiny bit. Um, I think I'm up to level 10 or something like that. Right. Um. A little bit, yeah. Have you played any of the regular multiplayer? None. No. Zero. So, yeah, the um, the regular multiplayer, I think what's interesting about that is that uh, they're still, like, persisting and going with this. Here's fucking 15 game modes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which one do you want to play? Yeah. I think that's strange, like, in this sort of where games are going these days. They, they seem to be, like, one of the only ones that are still doing that that sort of thing. Um, because it's a little bit overwhelming. You jump in there and it's like, they're sort of doing like their featured game modes for the week. Like this week is Control Point. Uh, yeah. And then here's three heist other modes. Here's, yeah. here's Heist, which is um, basically, I've heard it referred to as like their Rainbow Six mode. Mm, it's more which is, Counter-Strike. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because it's, it's I mean, Counter-Strike. But every, like, all the people that I've heard talk about it, oh, right, it's like Rainbow Six's mode. Right. Um which is telling of the way things go on. Um, it's telling of, yeah, how how much Rainbow, <laughs> Rainbow Six has captured the fucking, the zeitgeist, uh, yeah. the popular fucking competitive shooter, but it's way, like, that's the one where you buy guns, right? And you try and steal some money? Like, how the fuck yeah. is that not Counter-Strike? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, fucking I, know. I, I guess, like, the old school dudes are still playing, like, Counter-Strike, and yeah. the young blood is all playing rainbow it's pretty huge um, though it's huge yeah so it's huge if you're a rainbow fan uh. <laughs> yeah so i played yeah a bunch of um just i've been playing team deathmatch yeah the um of course you have everyone does it's garbage yeah the, i played one round of uh kill confirms where you have to kill somebody they drop a dog tag uh if you pick up that dog pat dog tag you get a point to your team yep. if somebody on your team dies and you pick up their dog tag it denies the kill team um, team deathmatch but slightly less shit well it, it sort of 
neg- well, it tries to negate you from camping. You've got to push forward yep. and try and confirm these kills, which is uh, I have fun with it. Yeah, but but I jump back in a team deathmatch. Um, I've been playing a bunch of that. I uh, I'm having fun with it. Like I I like the fact you're unlocking guns and unlocking weapons. Like every round that I play, I'm leveling up one or two ranks, and it's like, oh, here's a bunch of new guns, or um, here's the gun that you're using, and you've unlocked all these attachments for it, and different perks, and sort of changing a loadout. Um, this reward system is I like it, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's fast paced. Like it's yeah. it seems like they're very small contained maps um but yeah they're a lot of fun so i've been like playing in between when i've got a couple of you know an hour to spare you can get a couple of rounds in they're super quick rounds um and yeah i'm enjoying it like it's it's fun i, I don't know if it's like my main well it's, i know it's not my main mode but i'm enjoying jumping in there and just stuffing around for a little bit and uh, unlocking different guns and sort of seeing how that's going and um i enjoy the pace of it it's it's not as sort of quick as um black ops 3 was that the one where you're like wall running and yeah and like double jumping like jetpacking Infinite warfare was the same i think advanced warfare was the same yeah yeah uh this is not like that i mean the grapples in there but right. that's specifically for certain classes yeah and otherwise yeah it's it's pretty run and gun um so yeah it's cool i I dig it uh the other mode we've been playing is zombies zombies yes zombies is i've not played zombies in call of duty game before um so for me it was interesting um i really wasn't sure what i was in for and the amount of sort of gameplay and like what happens in those games um blew me away a little bit because i was expecting sort of just basic horde mode stuff yeah. um the things that i've sort of got accustomed to with the horde mode games are your your gears of war where you're in this area and you're starting to build like defenses and fortifications um you get points for kills and then it's like, all right, I'm going to upgrade my gun or I'm going to build a turret here, an automated turret and, and that sort of thing. And then when we played The Division, they had um, they had that mode where it's this sort of larger area. You're earning points for your kills, but then you're going, all right, I'm going to spend a thousand points to open this crate or I'm going to spend 2000 points to open this door. And then once you open that door, you can start expanding and exploring a different area uh black ops seems like it's gone like it it is that sort of division um horde mode where it's this giant area you're getting points for kills and you're unlocking different areas in the map and exploring it what it does differently though is that there's objectives within the world and you're sort of completing tasks and and going from one area to another and collecting items to sort of help you combat these zombies i think that's fucking awesome it's like a really interesting it's like a a raid or something from um, World of Warcraft, or I didn't play Division, but uh, I did, sorry, I didn't play Division raids as much. I played one, the first one, right? Um, but yeah, it's this interesting way of like, all right, here's some tasks to do, and go and do it. Like we spent fucking ages playing some of the horde, the zombie mode, yeah, 
and like reading up like how do you do this specific task like i didn't even i think we played like three rounds of zombies or four rounds and didn't even know that half this shit was in there yeah we were just killing zombies and then it got to a point where it's like oh there's all these things you can go and do yeah um and that's awesome that's so much fun the only thing i'm a little bit disappointed is there's no end as far as i'm aware it just keeps on going and going and i don't think the end there might be an end there might yeah because I, yeah, I feel like the um and i'm hoping there is an end because i it it seems like you get to a point where you just can't do anymore like your guns aren't doing damage enough damage to this level of whatever round you're in and um it becomes this game of just running around trying to survive as long as possible i don't know if that's fun um and the reason why i think there must be an ending because you can't level up your guns any further so it, it, like if you could if you could keep spending points to give them more damage there's a fucking bug flying around here um but <laughs> yeah if you could do that then that'd be cool because then you can keep just playing and playing and playing see how far you can get but that doesn't seem to be the case at the moment that's my only criticism yeah about it, um, it's fucking awesome yeah it, it is a lot of fun yeah we've uh we've played two of them so far the um titanic titanic the boat one and uh the coliseum uh nine um and ix ix x um yeah uh so we played those two so far um definitely we definitely did better on nine than we did on whatever the fuck the titanic one was uh, well i don't think we knew what we were doing on we were just playing like yeah yeah normally uh but i think also that nine might be a little bit more better constructed uh from the gecko because you've got those challenges right off the bat you know so uh while the tutorial takes place on the titanic one i feel like it should have taken place on nine uh hmm. because yeah you get you get those challenges right at the start of a round uh where each of you gets a challenge and you just have to complete it and it could be just like kill six zombies with equipment uh or get what is it 13 knife kills which is always tough after the second round uh yeah. or like shred armor from this this big bad five headshots in a row uh yeah, yeah and it just keeps cascading 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 oh my lord so uh you've got these challenges that you have to do uh but like they're, they're available right from the get-go and they what they actually do is direct you to a lot of different places throughout the map and they also teach you some things like it'll be like uh survive around in the temple yeah. uh teaches you to find the temple and the temple leads to the packer punch the packer punch is how you upgrade your weapons and upgrading your weapons is pretty critical to survival uh like further than that you know while you're trying to find it you also find uh there's there's another one that tells you that you have to like defeat um two of the challenges and the challenges you have to find in the temples. The temples have gongs. You ring the gongs. You kill the challenges. Um, like that sort uh, of can stuff. Can I just add yeah. that like all this stuff we're talking about, there's not like an objective list. It's just things you go and find. Yeah. Like these challenges, it's just a banner on the wall. Yeah. And you don't know it's there until you go up and interact with it. Mm. Same with the gongs. Like the gong is just on the wall. And until you go up and stand next to it, it's like press f to gong or whatever yeah, it is press f to gong that's that's, yeah. that's totally it <laughs> um yeah like it's it, but it's, it's super cool because it teaches i think that more organically teaches you how to play zombies than the tutorial in the ship one 
teaches you how to play because the, the tutorial is is like it broadly teaches you what you need to do it does tell you about getting the sentinel artifacts uh which is you know the next step uh to where you need to like to really unlocking the rest of the ship and stuff like that but it's very restricted in in really illuminating what you're supposed to do you do things but you don't really know why you do them the the ship one i find like i still don't know what why we drain the water out or anything like that you know like yeah. there's there's a lot that we do in that one that we do because it's possible and not necessarily because we have a reason for doing it whereas in nine i feel like we do have a list of things at that like we've i'd say we've got like 60 percent of the way there you know uh apparently you are supposed to be able to like escape the coliseum uh you're supposed to be able to do something to escape the coliseum i have no idea what the fuck it is uh but yeah it must be in there and we have a bit of a path to doing that you know and there's also like you find hints in the achievements and stuff like that it's very much a puzzle that you're trying to solve while a hundred zombies are trying to eat you and it's fucking cool it's it's a lot of fun i mean i've talked about playing zombies before uh i've always been a huge fan of it uh i think this one is certainly um one of the more interesting takes on it because there are like the different maps are so very different i I feel like previously uh each map has been quite similar uh thematically whereas this one you know nine is a coliseum uh there's a ship um something about like the other realm or something i'm not sure what's going on with the other two this but there's four maps. Oh, there's two more, right? Yeah, that we haven't even touched, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And like the thing is, we we we've done the um the shield. We've done like a bunch of the challenge. I think the challenges are just there to purely give you upgrades yeah. along the way, or like more items. That seems yeah. Like see, the challenge the challenges. There's a an achievement for lasting to level twenty in that start without opening any doors. Oh, okay. Like in that starting area. And yeah. you have to do challenges to get there. And you also have to get pretty lucky um, yeah. because you have to dodge having to go down the temple or anything like that. But that, mm. that way you can get the the pistol gun and you can get something else. Uh, I think a yeah. Titan eventually. Um, yeah, so that, that that's a different way to get some different weapons. Um, yeah, so that's what the challenge... The challenges are definitely, you know, a path to upgrade. But they also encourage you to explore as well um mm. yeah there's the special abilities as well and i think they're pretty good we're still learning stuff about them i only like at the end of our we had an 82 minute run um the other day like yep. in what like with one one go through the zombies like level we had an yep. 82 minute run and at the end of that run uh i worked out that that your fucking your special weapon can level up yeah Um, we haven't explored that concept at all but it does seem like we should be using our special weapons basically the moment they're available Mm -hmm. um to level them up so that we can get the really like powerful extra traits out of them and stuff sure um so yeah there's that stuff that we haven't explored at all uh you've got like i think the the thing i like the least about it is it has this uh this I don't know this bullshit like mechanic, system. yeah, that that allows you to upgrade uh, to like drink these elixirs, and these elixirs you you mix them out of uh, like a 
like bunch of this juice shit you get when you yeah. whenever you finish around as zombies and like the elixirs are largely one use only and it takes like five or six rounds to get a, a good elixir so like mm. yeah you you then use it for it sort of feels like i don't know it, it just feels pretty scummy although they don't yeah. sell anything with it so i'm not sure why it's like why it's constructed like that economically Yet. you know yeah true yeah uh, yeah but- so that that like yeah i think that's unbalanced a little bit you get these so the, there's like a dozen that are common and they're the ones that you unlock as you progress through the game like as you start ranking up and uh those ones in particular can use as much as you want uh anytime but once you sort of craft these more powerful elixirs and charms, they're the ones you can only use once a game. Uh, sorry, you can only use it during a game. And um, and they sort of disappear. I think it's 75 elixirs yeah. or, or the whatever juice, the fucking the juice. juice things. Yeah. You craft, you, you, you'd like trade in that and then you get, I think, three or four elixirs that it crafts and like one charm or something like that. Um, yeah. And we were doing like games where we'd finish and it's like you get five juices <laughs> and five it's juice, like yeah. fucking hell all right fair okay, enough so i'm only fucking 40 more of those games away from getting a decent juice i guess uh yeah. decent elixir like yeah and it, it's random as well like you you trade them in and it's like all right well i got something that i may not even use like there was one that i got is like you start with a level two weapon and i don't know like it, it wasn't like an epic or a legendary um perk but the same time i'm like ah why would i use this anyway it's not like a huge benefit um i mean it's not long for me to get a level two weapon and we can easily do it so i uh i did did have a good one that what was it like it allowed me to spawn a nuke power up on the like when i used when i popped the elixir it would spawn a nuke power up immediately yeah. Uh, which would be, you know, perfect for that last second emergency wave clear. Um, mm. But yeah, like the flip side is that the free elixirs, there's a bunch of standard free elixirs that you get and they're all good. Yeah, they're pretty like good. Once, well, once you level up a bit, they're fucking, they're good. There's one that you can like teleport away. Mm. Um, it takes you somewhere random on the map. Uh, it does seem... I'm I'm convinced it's like time coded or something. That's my guess. Because I think twice you and I both teleported away, like panic teleport ported, and both ta- panic teleported to the same fucking room. It definitely happened twice. Uh, I don't know if I, it's happened every time, but I thought I got rid of my teleport. Really? I what? think I replaced it with um the one where I teleport to a down player. First of all, why? Second of all. Because I don't, I'm not a pussy. Fuck off, mate. Fuck off, champ. <laughs> the amount of times I teleport, I've got the teleport to a down player and teleport away because I'm the fucking gangster. I teleported in and saved your life so many fucking times. Get the fuck out of here with this pussy <laughs> shit. Unbelievable. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think the perk system. I don't like it. it. It's it's too grindy for me. Um, and if they throw, if they do eventually put in like a um a store or something it, it then i think that's exploitative. Fucked. yeah 
But yeah, th- that's what I'm what I'm saying though is the flip side is that it seems completely unnecessary. It doesn't really bring anything to the table. Like I don't feel like any of those elixirs. I like they're one use only. I feel like taking an elixir that is a single use would actively rob you of like the the free per free elixirs are multi use. Mm. You can use them as many times as you like. So you'd be basically robbing yourself of one of those free elixirs if yeah. you were to use your one use only elixir and i just don't sure. see that see that as a good idea uh, i did have uh the other one i had was uh spawn a fire sale um yeah perk but uh it turns out if you get your if you kill enough zombies the crowd in nine really begins to love you and you yeah, are literally overwhelmed with fire sales <laughs> Uh, fire sale power ups. They're just fucking nonstop. Um, yeah, we were, it. It took us a while to work that one out because we could see the hands like doing things. So if you're yeah. if you're sort of doing what we were doing, which was at one point just kiting zombies to try and work out how to do the map, yeah. like we'd leave one zombie left and just fucking run around and look for things. Yeah, they don't. The crowd does not like that. And I think that's an interesting mechanic of like it's forcing you to to be engaging keep acting um, like keep your action up yeah yeah because there was a point where you guys were downstairs doing stuff and i was like oh i need to go upstairs and get my my thing and then i'm like the fucking crowd is throwing shit at me like yeah <laughs> and i'm like popping like all this stuff like max ammo fire yeah. sales like they just kept doing it and i'm like oh it's co- clearly wanting you to be up here like this is where it wants you to fight yeah um and i think that's really interesting as well because that those mechanics well anything like that is not in titanic as no. far as I'm aware. No, um, no, not at all. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, the it only is... other thing I do not like about it when we were playing is the lack of ammo in certain situations. Oh my God. Especially when you get to the point where where, where these pack-a-punch um, sort of this mechanic where you go and you... you and it seems to be different um, between the two maps that we've played. Yeah. Uh, you, you basically give your weapon to this pack-a-punch machine and it upgrades it to the next level. And that's it seems the same. This, yeah. That's the oh, same both the same. But there's there's different ways of doing it in... Oh, Titanic, different ways like, of unlocking it. To activate it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty so, annoying in the Titanic one. It's like running from side to side. and From like, like one end bit, of the ship to the other. It's a bit of a pain. Super easy in the other one. Um, but yeah. what I was going to say is that uh, the there's three levels per weapon. You've got your first level, which is a standard gun. Second level, um, which gives it a bit more... It's like a laser gun all of a sudden. And the third level adds an elemental effect. And that seems to be the highest it can go. Yep. The, the, the issue with that is if you're using a weapon that um, you've gotten from a mystery box or from the challenges that are, are in the map, it's it's pretty much impossible to, up to get ammo back. Um, yeah. Because... The way you get ammo back in the game is either you ma- you you find a a max ammo drop from one of the zombies, yep. or you go back to the weapon that you found in the level and uh, re-ammo yourself. So sometimes the weapons will be scattered around the map on the wall, and yep. that's how you, you you buy them normally with your points. And it might be like, all right, you trade in two thousand points and you get your ammo back. Whereas if you've got one of these mystery guns or an, a gun from an achievement you can't get your ammo back so all of a sudden you're running around and it's like i can't do anything until one of the zombies drops ammo and someone pops it yeah um so there were a couple of games where 
we struggled quite a lot because we're all running around with nothing melees nothing yeah, yeah. for uh, quite a while like we'd have games where we were like six ammo drops in a row yeah and then nothing for fucking five levels yeah it does it, it is rough i do think i don't think that's a fault of the game i think it's trying to incentivize you to rely on the guns on the wall and use one it's of those and, and up, upgrade that as opposed to so, solely relying on the mystery box to give you some fucking perfect weapon so yeah. that's what i ended up doing was i would go and pick up a gun from a wall yep and then just level it up twice at the thing and then run back and like, all right cool but at the same time i had that pistol and that pistol was fucking amazing yeah i didn't want to ditch it yep. or, or like i'd have a well, the um, alternative is the shield man the the brazen bull yeah like you can re-up on that however many times you want it gets more expensive every time you re-up but like still sure. like yeah like you could i was at level 25 i, I was three slashing fucking gladiators and stuff it's still mm. fucking powerful yeah like yeah it's, it's tough it's a tough one to balance i think there's a shield yeah. on the fucking titanic did you see nate was saying yeah, I, I don't, and I'm not. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we're cheating a little bit by by reading guides now. I feel a little bit robbed of <laughs> the experience. Um, I think now that we understand there are things in the world, right? I feel like we should not read any more guides. Well, we, we could should always, figure it out ourselves. We could always do the two that we haven't touched yet, and have like and muddle our way through those. Ones. Like even on nine, we've got the urn that we haven't done yet. Yeah. Like, you, it, it spawns in the middle of the Coliseum. Yeah. You pick it up, and I think we're supposed to take it downstairs and capture souls or something. Like, we haven't even touched that part yet. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd like to do more maps, but I don't want to... I don't feel like we should be reading guides anymore. I think it ruins the experience a little bit, the exploration. Okay. Or figuring it out. I feel like if we do, like, a week's worth of playing it, and we're like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, then we go and have a hint. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, yeah, like... Because yeah, it makes it feel like I, a raid that way. Yeah, I like working shit out. At the same time, there is always a point in a raid where I'm like, fuck this, where's the YouTube video? Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm down to muddle our way through, puzzle our way through to the end of, and, and see what we can work out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Because I, I was having that sort of fun with Titanic. Like, yeah. Going around like, oh shit, there's a thing, there's like underwater here and there's a... There's a way to drain the water. Like, what does that do? And then, what about when um, I got a um, when I got the Kraken? Were yeah. you in that game? You were in that game? No, because my game crashed. All oh, right, yeah, did too. I uh, out of the mystery box, I got the Kraken. The Kraken is, I think, the special weapon that spawns on that level or something, and it's like four cannons, like sort of in a cross shape, and it rotates every time it fires a cannon, and the cannon explodes. Fucking everything <laughs> and uh yeah it's good it was it was a it was a good one to get because that game i think we made it to like level 20 hmm. and i had 480 kills and the next closest was something like 115 <laughs> yeah i think when i crashed i was on top by like 120 i was just like like slaying with this crack in there just couldn't be stopped uh yeah, yeah it was good um yeah it's it's fun fuck tons of fun it's uh, really good yeah i really enjoy it and like i think it does hinge a bit on having a crew that knows how to work together 
Uh, and luckily, we have managed to find that every single time. Um, well, everyone, it's been cool to play with. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, like even even when people are slacking a bit, I, I, like remember when JB uh, Johnny Bravo was playing. Oh, he was uh, terrible. And he, that and he first died, game. yeah, like 40 times in the first round. And then the next game, he came back. <laughs> he topped everything. And he topped everything, yeah. He was like our MVP. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. Like, the ebb and flow of uh, of the game is good. Uh, like, it seemed like he just had, like, didn't really, uh, it didn't gel with him in that first yeah. game. And then he it clicked and suddenly he was, yeah, fucking slain. Uh, it helped, like, we were trying to puzzle shit out and he was sort of taking up the burden and I think that's that's the good thing about it is like it it allows you to share the burden of the mm. like the zombie slaying a little bit while people are running around trying to work out what the next thing they're supposed to do is. But yeah, we found the fucking found the pumps to pump the water out, and we found like the places the pack a punch and all that kind of shit, you know. And like I actually don't remember where the pack a punch places are, which is terrifying. Uh, but hopefully we can work it out again. I vaguely remember the back of the ship in titanic i think it's just like sort of front and back of the ship and i think it keeps rotating right, right. something like that and there's like one downstairs in the boiler room oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or the engine yeah, room. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay okay we can do that this. game seems to make you that sorry that particular level seems to force you to go from like different areas of the ship whereas yeah. ix is kind of like a hub like you've got the central area and then you can kind of pick all, where you want to go. Yeah. It's all, all linked. Circulates around it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Should we talk about uh, Blackout now? Blackout. Yeah. Blackout. Blackout is their Battle Royale mode. Um, we talked a little bit about this during the beta. You played it on PlayStation 4. I played it on PC. Uh, and this is sort of the first time where we've had a chance to play together. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, obviously we can, couldn't schedule it correctly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we've managed to play it, play it at the same time. I love it. I love it to bits. Uh, it is the perfect middle ground between the, like, great gunplay and first-person action of PUBG with the pace of Fortnite uh, and none of the fucking building bullshit that I hate. Like, it just... Except barricades. So, oh, well, you know, and I guess razor wire, but uh, yeah. mostly barricades. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, just, it feels like this amazing fucking balancing act, and they do it so well. Uh, if I, like, I've, I've obviously got some criticisms, but, like, for the most part, I have enjoyed every second I've played with it. And, mm. yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm f- fucking pumped that someone's managed to really capture the spirit of the battle royale genre i can't wait like i'm actually really excited now to see Mm -hmm. what battlefield can do with it as well because it makes me think that like it's not impossible for triple a studios to really fucking like gel with the idea it's not like yeah i I saw i guess immediately my my gut reaction was a triple a studio is going to like neuter it that's definitely not what's happened at all. You know, Blackout mm. is a pretty pure battle royale experience. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I feel like um, the when, when I talked about the beta, uh, it's it was one of those games that I played it and 
we that first night, I think it was like it came out at two in the morning or a one o'clock in the morning, yeah, and played until like six o'clock, yeah, um, and then went to bed, and then for this particular um, launch, it started at it was supposed to start at three o'clock. It went up a little bit early, um, sorry, three p.m. It went up at about two thirty, and we had a crew in there rolling <laughs> straight away. Yeah, everything was popping, no issues at all. Yep. And then I logged off at quarter to six in the morning <laughs> that uh, that day. I've not had a gaming session like that since since probably I think the last one would have been maybe Rainbow um, or maybe before that would be PUBG. Yeah, um, they're the two games that I can remember in the last six years that I've really dug into yeah. uh, and just played like a big session of. Maybe like a Dota back in the day, but but not a shooter. Nothing like, yeah. Nothing like this. Um, yeah, man. I think it's awesome. It's really good. It's super polished. Uh, it runs extremely well. Mm-hmm. The uh, the gameplay is awesome. Um, like you said, there are a couple of small issues, but I think they're working on that. Like my biggest criticisms of the beta was the armor yeah. and the way that was done. They've toned back the armor quite a bit in this one. It's hard uh, to find level three stuff, right? Yeah, like the level three, I've only found a couple. Um, yeah, and we've played, I think, maybe sixteen to twenty hours at least. I've played. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and and like that that armor situation was the problem was that everybody would be level three. The time to kill was so high, mm-hmm. and then um, that other issue of like when you engage somebody, you're shredding armor, so you lose armor. And then all of a sudden you're disadvantaged for the next fight because you're coming up against a squad that's got armor and you've got nothing. So there was no sort of incentive to sort of fight because you'd kill that person and you can't steal their armor because they're dead and you've shredded it unless you got headshots on them. Yeah. They seem to have changed that a little bit now, whereas you're able to pick up armor from them. Sometimes. Um, Sometimes it's working. Sometimes it's still a bit flaky, but it doesn't feel like I'm going into fights anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm fucked. I've got no armor. Um, they've got level three. Like level three seems to be pretty rare, and it seems to be like a winnable situation in most circumstances if you've got something on you. Yeah, but well, I still would no like armor, to see them change no armor a little versus bit. no armor versus level three armor is uh, yeah rough, like proper rough. Uh, it's sort of undoable in my opinion. Uh, the amount like you just. If you've got level three armor and someone with no armor starts to shoot you, you can yeah. turn around and shred them before yeah. they're finished because you require it requires like nearly a full clip, uh, and that that one sucks. That one really sucks because if someone lands on level three armor, they are really really strongly positioned after yeah. that. I saw. I almost feel like level three armor shouldn't exist in the game world. Like it should only be in crates. Like, I don't yep. mind if it's in zombie crates and stuff. I don't mind if it's a guarantee in a crate. I just feel like having it as something that someone can land on immediately hmm. uh, really, really ramps up the RNG factor. Sure. Maybe they changed that. PUBG did the same thing, right? You could find Absolutely. them around the ground. Yep. Now they're only available in crates. Yeah. I think they should do it. Or, or is that how it still works? Or is it just level three helmets? Maybe just helmets. I think it's... <laughs> they keep changing. Um 
but yeah, I think it's possible. Maybe just chuck them in crates. I think so. Uh, you do find them in crates. I found most of mine in crates as opposed yeah. to just lying on the floor. I did. I was super surprised. I had two we played games like, in a row where I landed on level three armor, and yeah, you okay. feel like you feel like fuck, you're like invincible. RNG god, yeah. Go get fucking brawler, the that just stupid punch fucking everybody. pork, and just punch. Yeah, punch cunts. Fuck it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to see them do something with maybe armor shards, or I don't know, like have a way of being able to pick up armor. Use that armor plating, right? The armor plating that they use for the mission. For the mission. The yeah. specialist mission. Use that to repair armor. Do that. Fucking, why not? Like, or not like, even repair it. 25% armor or, or increase or something like that. If yeah. it's damaged. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, re- like just you put it, you've got like armor that's at 20, 10% and you chuck one of these armor plates on and it is a bit better. Like yeah. that's that's such a fucking easy win for them. Uh, and it'd be such a really good way to encourage you to get into more fights. I, I do agree with you that you're like not particularly disincentivized to get into fights at the moment. Uh, I think you are actively encouraged to get into fights the way the game plays out at the moment. But yeah, it would be... It's it, I have had a couple of games where I've been... I had the disheartening realization that I'm going into the final fight with zero armor up against like three other people who mm. probably have it and you're like this is like my path to victory here is tightrope thin yeah if i didn't fight those other six people then yeah. i'd probably be okay and i think that's where we start looking at things like esports and yeah. and then like you have that thing in PUBG where nobody fucking shoots each other yeah because and that's not an armor issue that's particularly that's just a points issue yeah. Um, because it's not worth fighting people in PUBG because placement points is so high. Yeah. So nobody does it until the last six minutes. Or something. Like They try to avoid it generally. Yeah. Um, so I think by having a better armor system in Call of Duty, that means that you're incentivized to take fights. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see that. I mean, we're playing generally pretty aggro yeah. in most of our games. There are occasions where we'll stop and be like, all right, let's just set up here and see what the circle does. But otherwise try and move quite a lot yeah um which is a lot more fun actually the circle is another thing that i think they need to do something about uh, it's another area where PUBG has made a change like patched it in and, and it was a really positive change there's a lot that they can i think learn from PUBG in in particular um and i think they have the capacity to make those changes in a really positive way uh in a real like timely fashion as well but uh yeah the, the one i'm thinking is the centralized randomization of the circle uh because if you remember way back in the day of PUBG, um the the circle was truly random and you'd have it land wherever the fuck uh i have had a number of final circles because like we are top five essentially every game except when we die first uh is what i've noticed <laughs> so like, drop with someone. either yeah either we fucking die immediately or we are top five uh and yeah i've had a number of fucking final circles that when half the circle is outside of the map like mm. outside of the play zone the the play zone like it comes up with the battlefield styles uh warning you are leaving the the battlefield the game area yeah. yeah game area type thing uh and that's half the fucking circle it is crazy that should not happen at all uh it should be specifically restricted away from ever 
ever doing that. Um, like it doesn't finish in like outside, uh, but it does like, so not the final circle, but the second to final circle, most of it's not even in. So yeah. you already know where the fuck people aren't. Uh, and that, that means you know where they are. And yeah, I, I think and you can't tell easily cool. on that map, especially on like the east to south side, that, that yeah. corner. It just looks like it's part of the map until uh, you get yeah. there. Yeah, until you step outside and then you're like, um, yeah, so they need to do something about that 100%. But the other thing they could do is really like do something about not having it like truly fully random. Uh, like skew it towards the center more often because we had a like a bunch of games in a row where we were landing and we had to sprint the entire fucking game. It was the classic PUBG. I'm just gonna have to run this game, and then once yeah. we did manage to get into the circle, having expended half our fucking uh, medical supplies, we would get in and the circle will have shifted to the direct opposite like the diagonal opposite of where the fuck we are again and so once again we have to sprint all the way through to the next thing and it doesn't i don't think uh i said this in and i wrote a tips article for red bull uh to give people you know some advice on how to get better and i was i was writing that in PUBG, uh you see a lot of the pros take central centralized uh compounds uh and they will try to hold them until like they need to engage and i do believe i still believe that in PUBG, uh going for the uh, the compound play is a strong one um but i think in call of duty you do not want to go central you want to stick to the fucking outskirts where you can and you want to move in with the circle uh where possible that is i would say 90 percent of my victories have come from that play uh because of the way call of duty treats uh the attacker's advantage all all of the advantage is uh, on the the um side of the attacker i think uh mm-hmm. i think the only the only fucking win i have the only number one i have where uh it wasn't played from the outside in was the one you did where you had that house and murdered <laughs> those fucking idiots. That was spectacular. But that that is an outlier. I don't, that's not how that one's supposed to that's play That's me out. playing. That, that's Luke play. That's, <laughs> that's John Wick shit. Like, that's not how that one rolls every, like, every time. If you want a solid core strategy, you would play it from the outside in. Uh, yeah. You just sort of got circle gifted a little bit uh, with... with that house and uh you also were kind of out of options uh mm-hmm. in terms of other things that you like other things you could do uh i rewatched that video because i put a clip of it in my tips video uh do you eat all of a grenade at one point and you're down to six health but yeah like five or six health, holy yeah. shit that was yeah. great and it was a cluster as well there was yeah, another, the the, one, another one came like and landed where you were standing yeah uh, land on the roof and stand oh my god it was it was awesome um yeah but yeah no i i agree there's a lot of situations where we've been inside of a house and we have just gotten fucking destroyed yeah uh mainly because of things like cluster grenades and and nine bangs and yeah and like these small openings in windows where people know where you are 
and you just get smashed, especially with the the equipment. Yeah. Um, and I feel like being outside of those houses are usually, uh, you know, a, a lot better. Like having that hard cover is good. Um, yeah. But we played that one map, and I think you're in it where we're in a supermarket. And we were just camping there for a little while. Oh, and we yeah. heard we heard this noise, like a deployable thing. We're like, what the fuck is that sound? And then um I I shot off a sensor like off in the distance and uh and we like these dudes just come running in and they fucking murdered all of us in like five seconds. They and like because- reached bang and cleared that shit <laughs> like they were playing fucking Rainbow Six, like fucking Two of them came through one window, another one through the door. There's fucking nine bangs and concussion grenades. And we're like, what the fuck uh, is going on? Yeah, we're like, how did they know we're in here? We're all sitting around. And it turns out because they threw a... um, They must have just been scouting. They just yeah. threw a sensor on the wall. And then you were all in there. And they just destroyed us. They wrecked us. That was a um, fun. Yeah. That was... Stuff like that is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, But yeah, that, that advantage is 100% with the... With the attacker, and also I guess uh, in in a small way, the net code uh, also gives the advantage to the attacker um, because they have peaks advantage in general, um, mm-hmm. and so if they're dictating the pace of the engagement, then they can actually make use of peaks advantage. If they dictate the pace of the engagement by trying to snipe you from fucking ages away, then they deserve what they're about to get because you've got hard cover. So Pika's advantage switches to you. But uh, yeah, generally. I, like, that's that's another problem, I think, uh, is I've noticed uh, a lot of the people we play with uh, are fucking gung-ho on shooting before they get into a decent position. Uh, sure, yeah. Because like, it's so easy to heal. Also, yeah. it's generally quick to heal. It's, you like, need to yeah. kill them. Your, your time to kill is fucking huge uh, compared to PUBG. Like, I understand doing it in PUBG because you could put them down in a couple of shots. But in this, yeah, a couple of shots isn't going to fucking take it. You need, like, half a clip. And if you can't put all half a clip on someone in 100, like, at 100 meters range, then there's no point in taking a shot. Uh, if you've got the pal- uh, Paladin or Paladin, whatever, whichever way I'm supposed to say it, I can't remember. I think it's a Paladin. Guys shit. Uh, I've not used it. Uh, it's a fifty cal sniper rifle. Sure, that it thing destroys. fucks. It yeah. wrecks. Yeah, it fucks. Um, yeah, if you've got that, fucking shoot all you like. If you've got the fucking what's that? The SDM, the semi-auto fucking sniper rifle. Yeah, the, yeah, do it. Like fucking hell yeah. But if you're rocking an ICR uh, and you're a hundred hundred fifty meters away from someone, just don't shoot. Just don't. There's nothing. There's nothing to be gained. Like all you're doing is setting yourself up to uh, to then have to like chase them, and you like you put them at the advantage. They then get to dictate that engagement once they're in cover and they're healed up. Suddenly they're at full health, and you're the one on the move. Yeah, you're Rough. still trying to do that chip damage to try and get rid of their armor. That's like the main thing you're trying that to do is, at that stage. Yeah, because yeah. they can just keep on healing. They they could have thirty bandages on them or. Yeah. Or like three trauma kits, something like that, and yeah, you know, back up to two hundred health in five seconds. It's not, yeah. Like I've seen some complaints about the like the healing. I think it's, I think it's, I enjoy it. I think it's really cool being able to heal on the run. Yeah. But also using bandages, it's not like you're not healing a lot. It's like twenty. Is it twenty five? Yeah, in order to get yeah. back up to full health, it's a good like that's eight, fifteen seconds or something, Six. ten seconds. 
10. Yeah, 10 and damage. if you're getting shot at at the same time, it, it can be a bit difficult to survive, but it is possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you've got to pick one. Do I heal and heal, or do I shoot shoot back at them? Yeah. So, I don't know. I like it. I, I think it's it's one of those things where... It's not like PUBG where you can fucking... You shoot someone, and you're like, they're hit. Go after them. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you've got to push. Or if someone goes down, like, you push. Uh, because in Call of Duty... If you're doing a lot of damage on someone, I still think you should push. But at the same time, if you knock someone, it's to revive them is like three seconds. Um, They may not have their heals back up. But in PUBG, you've got about 20 seconds. If you knock someone, they get revived. And for them to be back at full health is about 20 seconds. In Call of Duty, it could be six seconds. Like you revive someone, they pop a trauma kit, they're back in it. Um, if yeah. they don't have a trauma kit, then it's fucked. So I think it's essential sometimes to push as soon as possible if you've got the advantage. Otherwise, yeah. you just yeah, you're giving it like you're giving them time to recover. Yeah. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. What else is there? Wait, we've had some good games. I, I feel like um, some awesome games. Yeah, I feel like everywhere except for estates is good to drop. I yeah. even in the beta, I just didn't I'll like states. <laughs> my, yeah. tips, my last tip is why are you dropping at a state just don't drop at a state um I, yeah. j- I just feel like there's not enough loot there or something there's not a lot of cover yeah it's quite small yeah um yeah there's a lot going on man. i'm just not a fan of it i like construction i think that's a fucking awesome area to drop just because there's so many levels and yep. the audio isn't the best yeah <laughs> in that Actually, game. that's probably the biggest complaint i have it's still it's it's still like better than what it was in the beta i, right. I think um I, I usually don't have an issue sort of judging where people sometimes i'm like oh and i can tell you the story when i was playing with with champ yeah. um but we were we dropped at nu- nuketown and uh i was running around around past champ and um and there was a house next to him <laughs> i opened the door and there's this fucking dude just standing there like right in front of me with a shotgun <laughs> i shit myself and i fucking i'm with the first shot i hit the second time he doesn't go down and then uh he kills me and then champ comes in and they're doing like laps shooting each other <laughs> um oh, but actually to start off with he he went into that room and it sounded like he was off in the distance like you could hear him moving around and right. i'm like oh he's he's somewhere else but as it turned out he was crouch walking like right outside the um the window and it, oh. it was just that low that sound that it's. I thought he was off in distance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so these two guys were sort of like crouch walking around this house, and I think that the the, the way the sound works, it, if you're crouch walking, it's fucking almost impossible to hear somebody. Whereas if yeah. you're running, it's super loud. Um, yeah. And so going back to construction, it can be a bit difficult to sort of gather what floor they're on. Yeah. It seems like um, sometimes it can be hard to gauge whether they're right right below you or they're three levels down yeah um so that's something i think they can distance. work on distance is the biggest problem like there are the amount of times we dropped at array which is probably my favorite place to drop outside of construction uh the amount of times we dropped at array and it sounded like there was a fucking gunfight just over mm. like just down the bottom or halfway up the hill and it turns out it's dudes shooting zombies all the way down the bottom of the fucking mountain yeah. like the amount of times that's happened like over a, a acclimatize the concept now i no longer believe that people are just about to spring up shooting everything in sight 
But yeah, the amount of times I've, I've been like, fuck this gunfire, it's so fucking close. And it turns mm. out it's like at least 300 meters away. And you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, distance is, is the main problem with the sound. Um, I had a really good game at construction, actually, uh, where uh, me and I think it was Kleb uh, and I believe it was Squirrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Squirrel died fucking really early. And this, we just got circle blessed the entire time. Uh, and so we basically hid the entire game out down down at construction yeah. um, and just waited it out. And we did sweet fuck all, all game, like just fucking watching in every single direction. Uh, that was actually just after another one where uh, I wingsuited off the top of the building, landed shotgunned a dude uh like landed behind him and shotgunned him uh and uh as i shot cleb shot him in the head and stole my kill away from me and uh and then another dude his friend who i i thought there was only one guy down the bottom uh but as soon as he went he got into a down state i'm like oh fuck and then i started getting shot uh by by his friend uh so i slid over into cover but as i slid i got downed uh and then squirrel ran off the ledge and if you don't jump off a ledge uh you can't wingsuit that's 100 yeah. percent confirmed if you just run off a ledge you will not wingsuit when you hold space so he created when he uh got to the bottom so that was two of us downed uh and uh then kleb uh basically whiffed every single shot he took um it was he just potatoed it was, it was classic it was a rough one i was pretty salty um, but I did get some good amusing footage out of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that, uh, yeah. Ray's awesome. Uh, what else? Newtown is a waste of fucking time. Um, I feel like nothing happened. Nothing good happens at Newtown. Uh, then going around the map, what is it? Factory and lighthouse. Yeah. Factory. Uh, no, cargo, cargo, right? Yeah. Before you get to lighthouse cargo, Cargo is a waste as well. It's too open trying to loot on top of the cargo, uh, the containers. Mm-hmm. And um, looting on, on the ship is, there's not enough loot to to share. So uh, that's not good for a squad. Lighthouse is utterly pointless. There's nowhere near enough loot for that one. Uh, then you get to Factory. Factory is pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's usually like pretty wide open uh you get some good fights in that area um then there is uh, fracking fracking station Mm -hmm. which is just north of uh factory that's pretty good i like i like the fights in that area yeah i feel like we have some really good fights there's a lot of like uh sneaky visual cover uh and not actual cover like you can see underneath those buildings and stuff like that so you can actually get take some shots of people uh while they think they're in cover and stuff which is cool mm-hmm. um and you can get to some pretty high locations and snipe from up there i did some really good sniping and call outs on fracking uh farms can go fuck themselves what a nightmare holy shit i always i always despair whenever we find ourselves in fucking farms because <laughs> yeah. you're like this just it's just not gonna it's gonna be really bad this is gonna be such a bad time and it yeah, it's pretty is. open uh then you get up to a state uh we talked about a state then we go to hydro dam 
It's all right. I love Hydro Dam. I reckon that's a really cool place to duke it out as well. Um, yeah, like two separate dams. You can go over the top of the roof or you can go down the bottom to get to the other dam. Uh, sorry, other dam station rather. And yeah, there's heaps of loot. Uh, you usually get out. If you can do both buildings, you'll get out with some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then south of there is... Train station. Train station, yeah. Train station is... I mean, it's interesting fun. It can be pretty hectic. That's a hot drop location for sure. Uh, I feel like, yeah, we'd never walk out of train station. If we land at hot, train station, we never walk out with, <laughs> with the full squad. team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Firing range. One. Uh, yeah, firing range. I haven't yeah. landed there yet. Um, no, I've started there in, in like the pregame lobby a bunch, but yeah. never never landed there. Um, There's a lot of cover, heaps of cover. Yeah. Um, and usually there seems to be a lot of guns because I've come in there a couple of times like late and there's still a lot of shit yeah it's clearly been looted and there's still a lot of shit um then what Asylum Rivertown Rivertown Asylum Asylum there's that's just if you want to do the zombie two zombie spawns real close the zombie crates I actually like that as a concept but it's a terrible fucking plan if you're um if you're doing them later than immediately, if you're going in and you're trying to do like zombie crates after the first fucking 60 seconds of a round, you're yep. making a huge fucking mistake. Um, you're just begging to be fucking murdered. Uh, and also I think zombie crates would have to be turned off for comp- competitive. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause the zombies drop stuff like here. And I just don't think, I think that's a bit, a bit random. I'd like to see a bit more, bit more random, a bit more random. Those areas, yeah. Right. Well, there's yeah. not many of them. There's only a, a small Five. handful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, lighthouse, Rivertown, Tour Asylum, and one just west between of construction. Yeah, an array. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Rivertown. Uh, I don't like Rivertown, Maine, but I like River, like the southern part of Rivertown where the zombie spawn is. Um, yeah. I like that area. Yeah, Rivertown, Maine is just a shit show, I think. Uh, those like Too many of those storage units, and they make so much noise when you open the doors, and I feel like it's just like begging. It's like a giant fucking alarm bell telling people to come murder you. Uh, then what do we got? What's... What's the fucking all the way? What's the hangers? What's that one called? Oh man, forgotten. Of blanks, and we drop there a lot. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, two giant hangers. I'm gonna uh, look quickly. All right. Yeah, it's uh that's a good place to start, but with the propensity for the circle to be literally anywhere but where you are, uh, it, there is sort of uh you do can find yourself running a lot out of there, like having to run quite a fucking way when you get out of there. Did you work it out yet or what? Uh, I'm about to. I'm about to open it. Right. Uh, it is, yeah. It's called Turbine. Turbine! Yeah, Turbine. <laughs> uh, and like near Turbine uh, is all, all the actual turbines as well. Yeah. Uh, That's a cool and, area to, to have like a final fight. It's very yeah. hilly. Yeah, it is. It's super hilly. Those big uh, wind uh, generating, like power generating wind uh, mills, yeah, are all over the place. They like make a sort of a bit of like 
noise uh, at all times as well. So that's good. And yeah, like I just, I'm a huge, huge fan of final fights in those hills. I would um, like there to be more loot around that area. That'd be, yeah, maybe some shacks or something. Yeah, like shacks or something. Some, you just need like a, I mean, if we if they to do our using armor plates to fix up your armor hmm. thing, like they could, like it, it'd be a good fucking middle ground, I guess. You wouldn't, but yeah, some shacks so you could replenish your armor, or at least have a shot at replenishing your armor. Armor would be fucking tops, because yeah, you did wind up feeling fucking boned a bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I really enjoy uh, like a lot of places on the map. There are a couple of no go areas, but yeah, you just like it's it's a good map. It's a really well thought out map. Uh, it's not. I I think it could be bigger. Ultimately, uh, I could go for somewhere a little bit bigger, uh, but not. They're so... going for that fast style of like the games yeah. aren't long at all. They're pretty short. It just feels like, except in extremely dire circumstances. There's no reason to, for helicopters to really exist. They're sort of just noob bait, and I think they're there to like shit. I'm outside the circle. I need right. to get in, uh, and they're an easy way to get in. You just fly up really fucking high. It doesn't take long for them at all to get into the circle, and then once you're in, just either land or jump out. Yeah, it's a it's a quick way of getting in. I think that's what they. I think vehicles primarily are there to just get into locations really quickly, and they're not yeah. like PUBG where it's like. I take this car and I fucking drive everywhere because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, true. The meta scene's a little bit different. Yeah, because um, I, I was that was one of the things I was worried about in the game, where it's like, oh man, it's got choppers, and that's the thing I'm worried about with with Battlefield. Battlefield. Like, yeah. there's gonna be tanks. Like, oh, I don't have to deal with fucking tanks. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's like you lock onto a, a helicopter with the RPG. It's so satisfying when you when it blows up and you see like four kills on the screen it's it's really cool yeah it's pretty good yeah um yeah yeah, man it's really good like i feel like i've seen a lot of the australian pros from PUBG playing yeah and that's the one thing i'm really curious about is whether or not they transition because um yeah PUBG is still having issues down here yeah Uh, and whether or not they they decide to go elsewhere now that there's because it seems like a lot of them are enjoying it yeah um i understand they're very different games like PUBG is pretty hardcore still in terms of its gunplay yep um like i've seen a lot of people say like oh there's no recoil in in this game it's like well it depends on what gun you're using there, there is what, how far you're engaging from yeah like there is bullet drop and there's bullet penetration um there is there is like a whole thing about like how far are you from somebody depending on how much damage they'll do yeah. it's not like PUBG where um you know you pull an AK out and the fucking gun goes everywhere like there's still recoil to a certain extent and if you're using a sniper rifle well it's definitely there um it still takes skill <laughs> like it's not a fucking a laser gun all these weapons so yeah um I just think it's a far like huge faster paced game and yep. that's a good thing I think people are definitely enjoying that a lot more I like. I am extremely excited to see it in a competitive, like see competitive players take it on because I want to see if it's a better viewing experience. My gut says it will be. My oh, gut yeah, says it will be a yeah, a much more exciting. Like, how long does the game take? Like twenty minutes, 18, 15, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think my longest game is eighteen minutes. Like, I like. I'd say twenty minutes is probably the the cap time. Like. 
and that's because I didn't time the one game I had where it went all the way to this the final circle closing. Yeah, I was on the dam. Were you in that game? Yeah, yeah. We had the the guys above us. There was yeah. three teams left, and we were yeah. like, "Where the fuck is everybody?" Like, we know there's a team Rough. above us, but where's the third team? And yeah. I think they were below us because we were like, Hello. we were on the middle level, yeah. and they're um there's like a bit above you and we had guys shooting at us and I think somebody spectated the game afterwards and the, the other guys were in the water or below us or something like that. Yeah, they were below us. Yeah, I was spectating. Um, yeah, like, it was, um, I don't know. It's they had high ground advantage, right? Because they, they could see Absolutely. us. Um, <laughs> and the one dude, <laughs> he, he glides down to our level and yeah. just murdered all of us. He did really well. While we were uh, flashed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I think that might have taken 20 minutes, but I didn't time it out to the end because I died. So, yeah. It's good. Like, it's just generally, I, I think it'll be a really good viewing experience. I, I'm really interested to see how it'll go. I really, I've been enjoying watching um, Critical Motion, who plays for the Chiefs. Hmm. He's been spending some time in it, and he does, like, he's... Like, well-known for pulling off, like, some highlight real garbage bullshit in PUBG as well. But, uh, yeah, he's been pulling it out in, in COD. Sorry, Tomahawk kill. Holy fuck. How good was it? It was spectacular. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just good. It's, I love that game. Yeah. yeah. We, um, we were playing, I think, after you entered dinner, and I was playing with uh, Champ Chong and a couple other YouTubers, and we landed at Estates... And we had like Edge from the Chiefs land there, oh, yeah. uh, and Cryptic from S S Y F. Yeah, uh, he dropped there. I'm like, well, we're fucked because I saw the names in the kill feed. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, the Chiefs have dropped with us. And, yeah, we got we got <laughs> fucking murdered. Um, so yeah, they, like I've been playing, and I'm definitely seeing names popping up from the local PUBG scene that are in there playing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said, it's going to be interesting the mm. next couple of weeks to see sort of what happens and. Yeah, and how sort of teams evolve and whether or not they decide to transition. Uh, especially if Activision really puts a big focus into esports locally here because there isn't mm. a big focus in PUBG locally, at least. Uh, same yeah, with we got Fortnite. Yeah. With the Predator series, which just wrapped up. Team Immunity won that, did you see? Our boy Nutshot. Yeah. So either going to the Predator Predator League overseas, which is pretty slick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, Fortnite. Well, Fortnite's doing a bit better, I think. It's just difficult. they've definitely got a presence here. Yeah, Epic Epic's been working to like. I, I just, they're still working on content creators. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, it's not it's hard pass. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, cool. but I mean, it's doing really well. I've been watching some streams online. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's fun. I like. I uh, I think it's really good. I'm seeing a lot of hate from certain circles. Um, really? Yeah, particularly like the Reddit PUBG thread are not impressed. All oh, right, yeah. they're still harping on about how. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what sort of what happens and how it evolves because I think it's an awesome game. The yeah. way the the Treyarch has been communicating the last week like daily updates on reddit talking to the community here's what we're working on here's today's patch here's what we fixed 
Here's stuff we haven't fixed, but we know about. Mm. Here's what's coming in updates. What do you think about this? Like, the communication from them has been spot on. Um, My question is, right, does this, like, if it has legs, if it remains popular for a long time, because Call of Duty has pretty regularly abandoned for the next game in the cycle, right? I don't imagine that they will do this do that with this this one like i imagine that they will they will stick with it does this like allow them to divorce themselves from their annual cycle does this allow them to get out and switch to like being able to like keep blackout updated for a year not have a call of duty release next year and and instead like release some new content for blackout monetize that effectively and then perhaps they can get away from having to fucking churn out ghosts to yeah. or infinite warfare Two or whatever fucking garbage they're working on. Yeah. You know? I don't think so. I think, um, I think we're still going to see annualized call of duty. What I would like to see them do is, uh, if, if blackout was a separate game, a separate $20 PUBG competitor, or even free, if this game was free. It'd be sure. fuck. It would, blow up like all over the place i still think it's pretty like they announced sales figures for um blackout right and they were saying it's the yeah sorry for black ops and they're saying it's like their biggest game yeah um and imagine what that would be like if it was a free-to-play game and you were just buying cosmetic items like the the whole um the fortnite concept Yeah. Um, from what I'm hearing, I, th- I don't know if it was you talking about it. Like the, there's a season pass coming, um, or it might have been someone else I was playing was with nice. was saying yeah. like there's a season pass coming where the like it's the the Fortnite concept. Like you're playing, you're unlocking yeah. uh, levels, and you're getting gear from it. PUBG's got the same thing, but they're doing this weird rental system where you yeah. level up, and it's like you get this hat for fucking ten days, and it's like a shit beanie. Uh, it's crap. Yeah. Um. Whereas if if they go free to play with Blackout, I think it could be huge. Um, at the same time, I don't know what they do next year. Like, I if they release their next game and it's like, all right, we've got no multiplayer again, but here's our point. zombies mode that's not from Treyarch because they, yeah. they seem to be throwing zombies in there yeah. every year now. And then they're like, here's Blackout Two. Are we gonna have to buy a new Blackout game every? year and it's got new maps i would rather them go all right we're taking blackout out of it it's a separate game it's either 20 bucks or it's a start it's the call of duty starter edition do what rainbow did yeah Uh, and you pay 20 bucks or it's free and you get all this stuff in it and then that's the game we update and that's what you get and it's we're focusing on this for the next eight ten years and there you go that'd be a way better like way of doing that game yeah i agree that's yeah that's a good point although that does sort of, I don't know. It it, it, it doesn't make like, I, yeah. it would kill the other Call of Duty games, I think. Yeah, that's that point, right? Is they could just keep pumping this out every year. Yeah. Like, here's our new Blackout mode. Yeah, uh, and then they make a shitload of money, or they can go free to play and make a shitload of money <laughs> selling cosmetics. It's like, eh, yeah. where do you go from there? Yeah, that is. That it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah. Um, either way, I think it's the best Call of Duty game in maybe a decade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Like when when did maybe Modern Warfare two? Yeah, how long ago was that? I think it's better than Modern Warfare two, to be honest. I think COD four. I reckon it's the best since COD four. I'll be honest. Sure. Um. Yeah. Like fucking awesome. Really good. Uh. Yeah. Cool. We're hammering it. Jump in the Gap channel. We've had a couple of crews going at the same time. I would love to get uh, even more going at the same time. Um, yeah. It's like, let's do it. Let's play some quads or squads. Quads is a terrible name. It is a terrible name. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see like how that evolves and what sort of comes out of it. Um, yeah. The next couple of weeks, at least. Yeah, because I think they're doing an awesome job at the moment. It's good. It's really good. All right, yep. should we do some news then? Or is there anything else you want to talk about for Call of Duty? No, let's do news. Whoa, I just got really bright. Did you want to do the news? Because sure. it's on a different screen for me. Let's do it. All right, first up, uh, Blizzard released a bit of a statement on battle on Diablo3.com today, uh, and it was very cagey about how uh, good things come to those that wait and evil things take longer than good things or something like that, blah, blah, blah. The overarching theme was there's not going to be Diablo 4 at BlizzCon. As far as I can tell. They didn't outright say it, but they were saying that thing you're expecting, it's not going to be there. So Mm. unless this is some sort of fucking like psych switch yeah yeah uh uh-huh. yeah it seems like there's not gonna be a double four at blizzcon and that seems like fucking that seems bananas to me uh yeah. like i don't know what the fuck they're gonna announce then and it's, it's gonna be a second blizzcon in a row where they don't announce anything huge which is a bit of a surprise i mean i guess hearthstone will have some stuff um like they'll announce their next year of content i guess um but and, and like we'll see more overwatch and we'll see more of everything they do Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we won't see something new. And I think that's staggering, you know, um, because I think Blizzard's in a, in a, in a interesting place at the moment. Uh, I don't think, you know, I think battle for Azeroth hasn't garnered them, uh, a lot of goodwill. And I think that Overwatch is in a holding pattern mm-hmm. and Hearthstone is also in a holding pattern firing out thunder uh yeah and you know we haven't seen a new starcraft we haven't seen the jesus uh is that you that's that's thunder outside <laughs> Fuck oh, shit. um yeah like heroes of storm is dying yeah and it's dead yeah like I don't know. Diablo 3 is coming out on Switch. I am moderately excited for that. Uh, I think I can... Like, there are a couple of characters that I never really played. Like, I never really experienced the Necromancer. So I'm ex- excited to see what that's like. Um, but, like, that's that's still... That's not new, you know? Yeah. StarCraft 2 is not new. It's, you know, at, at this stage, people are figuring we'll see Diablo 2 Remastered and like that i don't think that's uh, enough that's it and yeah i don't think that's like a mini announcement and i don't see how diablo 2 i still don't see how diablo 2 remastered is going to fucking work also i believe we're supposed to see warcraft 3 remastered before we saw diablo 2 remastered so it's a 
it's a bit of a surprising one. Like, there's a chance we don't get anything for Diablo. Someone, I think I read somewhere on Twitter, something about like a fucking Diablo Netflix show or something. I don't know. It yeah, yeah, that was a while back. They announced that, right? It doesn't seem like there's much. This, it doesn't like this. This it just seems underwhelming for a BlizzCon, and last year wasn't huge either. You know, they need something, and I just don't think. Yeah, at this stage, I reckon the most played game on Battle.net might be fucking Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Yeah, that's crazy. That is bananas. <laughs> The other thing is like the um the DLC Reaper of Souls that came out. I'm just looking now four years ago, and that ended in a cliffhanger. <laughs> so like, right? When did Necromancer come out? Um, 2017, a year ago, June 27th, 2017. Yeah, right. Yeah, that but was, that was that just was... A, a character, like a character pack. Yeah. It wasn't like new story yeah, or anything like that. It was it was an expansion, so um yeah, man, I, I'm pretty surprised by this announcement. I cause everything we'd been hearing was there was something happened with Diablo. Yeah. And then there was that panel that's on directly after the fucking keynote. Right. Um so yeah, they could be just trying to stomp out some rumors. I don't know. Yeah. Um but at the same Maybe. time if they don't announce anything Man, yeah, that's pretty disappointing. Or maybe they had something planned and they've changed, changed, changed their ideas. I don't know. I, I still feel like they need to announce something because, yeah, it sounds like there's not a lot going on over there. And yeah, it'd be good. I just want to hear yeah. more Diablo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I want. I just want Diablo for fucking yeah. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this one, but uh, so over the last week. It's been revealed uh, through some, I don't know, some less than uh, diplomatic wording that uh, to finish Red Dead Redemption 2, developers were doing 100-hour weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a staggering amount of time. Uh, That is a bananas amount of time. It's like, how many hours is there in a week? 160-something. What are you doing? And you spend like like it doesn't like outside of sleeping that's basically just working like yeah. yeah like you're just working non-stop essentially and uh it's not not what like not a healthy work-life balance i guess sure. um so people have been getting upset about it uh i didn't know if you wanted to talk about it um yeah but yeah i like i got it's 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 a tough one i wrote a tweet uh, where I'm like, you know, oh, it's, you know, I would, I would just walk away if they asked me to do a hundred hour week. So just like leave, it's super easy. Uh, and also at the same time, oh yeah, so let, please let me review this 60 hour game in three days for like less money than 400 you'd bucks. make at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> if um, you're lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's, it, it seems hypocritical of game journalists to rail against Rockstar while simultaneously being like letting themselves get exploited to fucking back sure. uh, by publishers uh, like who pay them minimum wage and expect them to review in their own time and stuff like that even though it's technically work. 
And uh, I've always sort of pushed back against that kind of thing. I used to sit at my desk at Telstra and play games and, you know, the big bosses would walk past and they'd get upset and they'd be like, oh, you know, you're just playing games today, are you, Job? And I'd be like, yeah, it's my job. Uh, and it wasn't, it was, I was never very good at the office politics bullshit. Uh, so it was never the most diplomatic thing. And my bosses, my bosses, plural, would have to go to bat for me in every single one. I like consistently, I always outdid my, uh, my KPIs and I always got like glowing fucking reviews at peer review time, but yeah, it would be because my bosses went to bat to explain that I was doing my job the whole time. I wasn't just sitting there playing games. I wasn't sitting there playing fucking Peggle or whatever. Like, it's that's actually my job. And, like, my job is to play Halo. And I think, like, we're so ingrained with this idea that video games are, you know, a leisure pursuit. The video game journalists very easily allow themselves to get exploited. And it's even easier to get, like, allow yourself to be exploited when you're a freelancer because your time, like, you make your own fucking hours. Like, sure. We could do a fucking three hour long, well, two and a half hour probably at this rate, two and a half hour long podcast, like, in the middle of the day because we set our own hours, we set our own schedule, we can, like, manage this stuff ourselves. And at the like as a result, it's super easy to then manage yourself into a position where you, you're overworking yourself. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, yeah, I do find yep. it extremely hypocritical. But at the same time, I like when I think about why I do that, why I would take on reviewing Doom in a weekend or reviewing Call of Duty uh, the weekend of PAX or mm-hmm. reviewing some massive game um, it's because it's doing what I love and mm-hmm. I believe in that work. Sure. So I, f- I think smashing Rockstar employees, like smashing into Rockstar for exploiting Rockstar employees, uh, while at the same time they absolutely are, there's no question in my mind that there is exploitation. But the concept of exploitation is an inherently evil I think that exploiting someone, uh, someone's desires to do something isn't inherently a bad thing if what they feel they get out of it is worth it. Uh, yeah, I was sure. reading some stuff from you know from people who were generally shouted down, but who I find definitely know what they're talking about. Developers with you know a long history in in games mm-hmm. i was reading some stuff from them and they were saying that they like fully expect that like a lot of people are like that that is basically the stock standard for video gaming you know yeah. like that, no, that like not a hundred hours a week though i think it's they're talking more like 50 to 60 hours sometimes but the like these 100 hour weeks it wasn't like they were doing it like constantly They're, yeah like it was just the the end game you know like um right who am i speaking uh, uh morgan jaffet from defiance is who i'm speaking uh thinking of he was saying that you know they're getting paid like it's not like they're making minimum wage doing 100 hours they're making like 100k plus a year plus benefits 
etc 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 like it's they're not they're exploiting their time and they are establishing a bad work-life balance but mm. yeah like they're at the end of the day the people who are doing it want to do it mm-hmm. and like there's there's so many fucking layers to this and like the entire discussion about it is so fucking difficult to have i mean at the same time you know the people who are doing 100 hour weeks uh in the first place are setting up their co-workers to fail in a, in a way in in the same way that i was setting myself up to fail and setting my bosses up to have to defend me uh yeah the the people doing 100 hour weeks are setting their co-workers up to look terrible you know every single time uh anyone did all their work outside of uh their own like in their own time that that's making everyone who doesn't do that look bad but and that that isn't on rockstar like perhaps they've created a culture that encourages it but it's the people who are doing that in the first place who are working 100 hour weeks and in some cases that might be the the houses or whatever the fuck but Mm -hmm. like in, in other cases it's just people who are super passionate who don't really need like whose work-life balance skews towards work because their main way of socializing is through work you know that thunder is out of control what the fuck on my end oh was that what i was hearing holy i don't know it's i I can hear it coming from your end and then like five seconds later it's coming from this side as well fucking hell yeah um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like I, know, I know what you mean. I feel like when I saw this, I immediately went to this has been taken a little bit out of context. Yeah, I know that he said these things. Dan Houser said these things, but I, it, it seemed like clickbait the moment I start, started seeing a bunch of this stuff. Um, and I was like, we need to wait and see what comes out of this. There is no way there is fucking people like thousands of people working on this game that have been working one hundred hours a week, and this is the first we've heard about it. Like, yeah. it's just not, that's not the way it works. Anyway, so then they clarified it, uh, and, he, and Dan Hauser came out, who does not, like, the Hausers don't talk to media. They, they, yeah. And when they do, it's usually extremely rare. <laughs> um, yeah. And I feel like they're not going to do that for a while now because of the fucking blow up this has had. Um, they was, he was specifically talking about himself, the co founder of his company yeah. uh, that he's created, him and his team of writers, his small team of writers which consists of, I think it was four people, um, mm. were doing this 100-hour, and again, could have been exaggerating that number, 100 hours, um, the, you know, the same way when we say, we did a six-hour podcast, and we, we every week we don't, but we do three. Um, I'm not saying that he was exaggerating, it, it's hard to say, but it, that's the way I took it. He was exaggerating a little bit. Um, and it was also three weeks out of seven years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. Like, oh, that's fine. Um, but people were like, like I saw the usual crowd that were going on about how they're like making all of their stuff do this throughout the entire year and all this stuff. It's like, no, it was like you're blowing it up to more than what it should be. Yeah. Um, and then so he, they clarified that. And, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's a good thing that they're working 100 hours, but if they're passionate, if he's passionate about it. And again, <laughs> I saw people saying, you can't put that they're passionate about it. Everybody's passionate about the fucking games they make. Um, yeah, it's just hard. Like, it seems like whatever 
thing you try to say, there's a certain group of people that would just fucking jump down your throat immediately. I think like, it's, it's it's naivety at some point. I mean, there are economies of scale at, at work here that make it so that it would be impossible, nigh impossible mm. for a game to ever come out on, a, on a, in a timely way. Uh, I saw some people suggesting that, you know, we simply have to wait twice as long for games so that we, like, you know, a game, you know, a 50-hour week instead of a, like, 100-hour week you now do two 50-hour weeks. And so we have to wait a bit longer. We have to wait an extra year for our games and stuff sure. like that. But that that doesn't take into account the realities of the economical implications of, like, making a game. Like, if you have to pay a person extra for an extra year, that's another $100,000. That blows yeah. the budget out a significant amount. In a, Like, in a game where there's three people working on it, that's a huge, huge amount. Yeah. In a game where there's a thousand people working on it, that is untenable. Or, or even just the like the evolution of games. Like the, uh, we, we talked about this. No game is like perfect. There's no, there's no such thing as a perfect game. People create something, and then they're always changing it. They're always evolving, whether it be the art or the way a specific mechanic works. Like they keep going back, and they're like, at no stage are they like, all right, that's I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, and so you'll end up in this cycle where, like, a game would probably never come out because people are always changing the way certain things work. Um, you can forever. Yeah, that like, and this idea that it's a games industry problem, I don't agree with either. This happens in all industries, um, whether it be like I've worked in a, a bunch. There, there's been days where I've worked, um, you know, over like like 20 hours because something's gone wrong and like i'm like i need to fix this and that's not because fucking my work is like you need to fix this you can't go home it's like no because i need to try and sort this shit out otherwise there'll be a lot of problems um yeah. or like working in hospitality there are crunch times in hospitality where sometimes you know between a certain time of the day it's fucking busy as hell and sometimes you maybe have to work that extra um you know do that 17 18 hour shift because somebody's called in sick or whatever like these yeah. things happen everywhere um and yeah. to say that it's a games industry problem um like i i get it there is crunch time around things like release and e3 um and certain times of the like the day but yeah um to say that rockstar is exploiting their thousands of workers that have worked on this game and they're all working 100 hours a week for seven years and you're not going to buy their game <laughs> i think it's fucking yeah. nuts <laughs> but all because like the co-founder of the studio said that he worked 100 hours a week uh, three weeks of the seven years they worked on it yeah and it was four people him and three other people he's writing stuff and yeah. uh and you're like i'm not gonna buy their game fuck you and it's like that's insane it's nuts man it's so crazy to say that sort of thing i think it's it's bonkers um Anyway, yeah. I, I do think it was blown up a little bit too much. Absolutely it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, look. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get flack if someone <laughs> fucking Probably. posts this and we'll get our asses Probably. destroyed. Whatever. Uh, I just don't agree with certain things, man. I, I don't like being so negative about everything on the fucking internet these days. Uh, I'm usually pretty chill about it. There's things I'll blow up about, but... I, yeah. I tend to feel like I'm generally critical 
Like mm. I, I'm looking at like when I'm being negative about a game, it's because I'm being critical about it. Um, yeah. The other thing I'm worried about is I'm interested to see what happens with these reviews if people start talking about it. Um, how much they take into account like certain websites about this news. I'm pretty curious to see what happens with that. I, yeah, look, I, uh, I don't think it should inco- be incorporated into reviews uh, because yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, it impacts the like the game itself, and I think uh, it is unbelievably naive to pretend like no other studio is putting in long weeks, uh, three weeks out of seven years. Uh, like whether it, like the concept of it, like it being exploitative or not is like 80 hour weeks are hmm. essentially as bad as hundred hour weeks. Sure. Uh, so pretending that like other AAA games should be allowed to get away with it. Uh, and only single out red dead redemption two would be specifically intellectually dishonest so i don't think they should incorporate it unless they're going to from then on tell talk about the man hours required for every single fucking game and calculate it against you know do an average work per week Um, man hours (laughs) yeah man hours yeah and that's the thing we've talked about in the past is like where we've had you've personally had studios attack you over reviews and it's because like, oh, we're, our budget is not as big as AAA studios. And mm. it's like, well, we're not reviewing your game based on your budget and your finances, and how many yeah. hours you put in. We're, we're, we're reviewing, we're critiquing your game on the end product. Exactly. Um, you know, and what are we going to start doing? Getting fucking financial information and, you know, man hour worksheets on all these games and start taking that into consideration or whether someone said something bad on twitter and all of a sudden you lose a point for that um because you know that negates the you know hundreds of thousands of people that worked on this game it's i think it's fucking dumb it's stupid yes anyway although hundreds of thousands of people did not work on any game just to clarify unless it's a ubisoft game ah um cnc remasters are incoming uh maybe did we talk about this last last week yeah they were pretty vague about it but uh yeah basically uh command and conquer wrote in a bunch of places that they were excited to to say that you know they'd heard uh responses to rivals and uh that they were working on bringing back the classic command and conquer uh, and uh, yeah, basically the, the idea is that remasters are that, the, the strategy there. Right. Um, I'm glad it took them six months to figure this part out. <laughs> like from that E3 reveal when people were like, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, uh, cool. That's not Command <laughs> Conquer. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if I need a remaster of Command & Conquer. Right. Um it's one of those things where you go back and play a game it's like yeah those mechanics don't hold up right um yeah the nostalgia thing of like i remember distinctly like red alert and and those types of games like how well they played and i don't want to go back and be like oh man this is yeah this is rough um Uh, general's general's still great so (laughs) you think oh you played it recently yeah we played it recently yeah okay fair enough so yeah it's still awesome so you know hated it 
jump off, motherfucker. Like, if you're shitting on generals, I'll fucking end you. Hmm. What'd you fucking say to me, mate? I have you know I'm a fucking Navy SEAL, etc., etc. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, you know what yeah. I want to see? I want to see, and it's, it's something I, I believe they could definitely do, and I know who can do it. I want to see uh, Renegades 2 get fucking dice on board Holy and shit, get them yes. to make it. Do it. That'd be yeah, fucking man. amazing. That would be spectacular. Yeah. That's what they should do next year instead of Battlefront 3 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they should do Renegades 2. That is yeah. the best fucking idea. Yeah. Holy fuck. That'd be so good. It'd be amazing. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Hitman 2, Scene Bean. Uh, they released a trailer. He hasn't been killed enough in films. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah he's the elusive target for Hitman 2 uh, and it's pretty good he like hands it up a lot mm. as this person who's been killed or people have tried to kill him a lot uh, and yeah so um, yeah it's a, it's a good trailer you should check it out uh, I'm really excited for Hitman 2 I've been watching a bunch of videos of like what people played at E3 and stuff and yeah I'm pumped sure man. My only criticism about it is I don't think it's a good time to release it. Um, right. I think this should have been a... Uh, I was talking about this the other day um, to some of the 2K guys. Like that that lull between July and August where nothing comes uh, out. Okay. Seems yeah. like a perfect game for around then. I think end of the year, November, uh, is not a good spot for it. I think it's going to get no. lost. November 13th. I mean, it's it's alongside Battlefield 5, isn't it? Since yeah, around then. Battlefield 5 moved. Is it, it's still in that episodic thing again? I don't know. Because that might be its only sort of saving grace, is that if they're doing, like, monthly updates... Right. Then, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah. Hmm. So, it's a sequel to 2016, so... Yeah, maybe And that too. was a bit episodic. Yep. Um, oh, here we go. So, elusive target number one entitled "The Undying." So he's not playing Scene Bean. Uh, he's playing Mark Faber, okay. uh, notoriously known as the Undying, and a former MI5 agent turned freelance assassin, whose reputation as a master of faking his own death is second to none. Uh, once the mission is available, players must stop Faber. Before he can utilize his expert surveillance, infiltration, and demolition skills to complete a contract at the Global Innovation Racing event in Miami. Um, Miami is the Formula One racing, Formula One, or I don't know, supercar yeah. racing event that, that will be the first, at least the first level. If they're doing the episodic thing, it'll be the sure. first. It's not. Installment. I checked. It's not episodic, okay. which is strange. That is odd. Because I thought it, I thought um, it worked well. I wasn't a fan, but I did think it worked out well for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a fan of the game. I just didn't, like, I waited until it, all, it was all out. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, he's the first first elusive target. That's pretty cool. It's a cool fucking addition, I think. Yep. Yeah. Cool. That's it. That's all the news, I think. That is it. All right. Do we have any questions? We do have a question. Let's you have to do, do this. I can't bring it up. Simo Templar writes, Hey guys, have either of you played Ring of Elysium? 
I can't remember if you have talked about it, but if you haven't, I was wondering what your, if you oh, I haven't talked about it, uh, I was wondering what your thoughts are. It feels like a much better version of PUBG with better traversal of the map. The three classes mix up the playing strategy so that everyone isn't doing the same thing. The end game also feels a lot more meaningful than PUBG with the helicopter escape requiring patience and strategy as opposed to a straight shootout to finish. I've been having a ton of fun playing it. Keen to hear thoughts and keep up the good work, guys. Uh, have you played it? Uh, no. The only thing I've seen of it is streams. I've watched a couple of streams. Yeah. Um, this is the What's Tencent this game. Thing? What? Yeah. What's this helicopter thing? What helicopter thing? The helicopter escape. Oh, I don't know. I, I've not seen that part. Uh, watching streams. <laughs> just watching streams. Obviously, people that are very good. Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah, this sounds um, awesome. This sounds really interesting, like a, a proper escape as opposed to just battling it out. I have it installed, but I never got around to playing it. Um, yeah, I, it's it seems very PUBG, like because it's from Tencent. It, it's doing all like the very similar style. Like you look at things on the ground, and they look exactly the same. At least yeah. back when. Um, couple months back when it was in early uh, access alpha or something like that and you needed to like do some like stuff to get it right like you needed some crazy launcher and all this kind of stuff i remember trying to get it but giving yeah trying um, how the fuck to do it but they've got like different ways to traverse around the environment it's like a snowboard and that's really cool like i was joking like looking like watching somebody i mean ah do a fucking barrel roll and then i did a flip and it was oh, what? it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's like tricks and shit you can do on the cool. the snowboard. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it looks looks interesting. I just uh, don't know right now if that's the game I want to get into. Um, right. I, I don't know if it's got Australian servers. I feel like it does because I've seen a bunch of Aussies streaming it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, Blackout is out, and it's not a good time to launch that because they only just i think hit, hit access free to play recently right like the last couple of weeks uh yeah i think so yeah so, i'm not really certain but yeah it's I, like i'm not really certain when it actually hit but like yeah it, it was in the last couple of weeks yeah um yeah it's gonna be really hard to bring myself to play it because i've got blackout and everyone's playing blackout but if we can get a crew together i'm sure i can be convinced i want to mm. see this helicopter shit yeah. Um, um, I think it's got bots in it. Oh, okay. At least when I saw it a couple months back. I, I have watched it recently, but a couple months back, I'm pretty sure I had bots, like, players in the game um, sort of roaming around. I, I don't know if they were considered as, like, players in the game or if it was just, like, random enemies that you could kind of shoot. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's something I need to look in a bit more, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Uh, good question, Simo. Um, yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, yeah, cool. All right, what else we got? That's it. That's all the questions. Cool. Cool. That's the Is show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, uh, under The Gap, the GF Podcast. If you search for us on there, you should find us. Um, we're on the front page of iTunes all the time. I checked time. like four days straight, and we're always on the front page. So at least yeah. in Australia. I'm not sure about the US. Probably not. We're not that popular. Okay. Um, but in Australia with it, uh, you can also find us on, uh, social media, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. If you want to send us any questions, you can email us 
thegapodcast at gmail.com. Did we get any email, emails? I didn't check. Uh, I know we've been getting no, a lot I because looked, of packs and yeah, like it's the end of the year and everyone's like, hey, do you want to do this? And it's busy. Um, so you can email us there if you want. If you want to jump onto Discord, play games with us, you can go to gapodcast.com slash Discord. Got a bunch of channels on there as well as uh, chat channels. You can leave messages, um, questions, Joe posts things sometimes. Uh, but we're playing Blackout right now. So jump in and play some so, Blackout. Yep. Get some some quads, multiple quads going. Wilds. Yeah. Uh, if you want to also find us on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com slash podcast. You can find our video, which we're publishing at the same time as the podcast goes up. Sure. Um, drop us some feedback, subscribe. Let us know how we're going on there. If you like it or not. I don't know. Um, what else we could improve. Yeah, let us know. Uh, if you want to go to our website, which has all the links to things we just talked about, thegapodcast.com. It's got past episodes of the show up there. Um, and all the yeah, all the links we just talked about, you can find them all out there if you can't remember them. And that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you go to patreon.com slash podcast. Helps us pay the bills and uh, put the show up every week. Much to be appreciated. You are. I think that's it this yeah. week. Yeah. You got anything right. going up? Uh, yeah, so you can go to survivor.com, check out my Battlefield 5 uh, single player war stories content, as well as hopefully some interview things. Sure. Um, yeah, you can go to that. And obviously, last, I think it was last week, did we talk about Fallout 76? Yeah, you can go to Press Start and check out my article if you want to. Cool. You don't have to, but you should, should go click it. What about yourself? You had a bunch of things go up. Yeah, so you can check out my tips for how to be better at Blackout on Red Bull. Uh, you can check out uh, my massive Red, Red Dead Redemption piece that's still going pretty strong on Red Bull as well. Uh, about trying to find a fishing rod. Um, and I have an interview that is going up with uh, one of Australia's best arena, WoW arena players. So he's heading over to BlizzCon and he's quite excited. So yeah, talk to him put that together um still waiting on a couple of other interviews to come back uh like answer my questions yeah which is being annoying but yeah yeah it's uh should be good cool, cool. all right next week is pax um i'm going to pax job is staying at home because there's a there's a game called red dead redemption that's coming out red dead redemption 2 um so this episode will actually go up probably a little bit earlier and there's okay. a good reason for that. I can't say why at the moment. Sure, sure. But, but there is a good reason for that. Um, so yeah, if you're at PAX and you do see me roaming around, come say hi. It'd be fun. We talk nice. about games. Cool. Um, but yeah, should be uh, excited about not going to PAX. <laughs> I am actually excited about not going to PAX. <laughs> First time. Because I'm going to spend an entire fucking weekend playing the game of the year. Yeah, right. I'll when I get back, I will be playing Red Dead Redemption Two, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Cool. Uh, exciting stuff. Alright. See you then. Catch you later.